Okay, and you can find me on n3.tumblr.com. And I think that should seg you in a segue. <laughs> seg you! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh god. It's Rhett. That was that was a good one. <laughs> I deserve that. How's it going, Rhett? Going pretty well. It's fucking hot today. Yeah, actually. What like, is going on? Like this- usually like when it hits fall and winter, I'm able to like just turn the air conditioner off and cover it up. Mm-hmm. And then like today, it was like all that covering right right back down. Yeah, it's like I'm opening my windows. It's 76 in my room right now. I'm like, what is going on? This is <laughs> as hot as August or something. All of yeah, a sudden. it's like it's like, this is a, it's like yeah, like no cold November or something. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I had nowhere to go with that at all, Rhett. Why the fuck did you let me go down that <laughs> avenue when I had you know, no joke? It, it's like a Mario Maker level. Some pipes are just dead ends. And some pipes they take <laughs> us to happy places. <laughs> I think that voice is going to crop up a lot in this episode. <laughs> we'll just throw the happy little Goomba there. <laughs> He's walking around in the crowd. He ain't bothering nobody. <laughs> Don't want him to get smushed. That's a word my son invented. He likes to make up words sometimes. <laughs> and to my immediate virtual left, spoilers, it's John Thayer. Hi. Hey, John. What's up? How you doing? How, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Doing really well? Yeah. Cool. Well, tell you what, why don't you get this happy little episode started off? I can't really? Think of, I can't think of any better way to get a happy little episode of the Soxcast <laughs> started and start with our very own happy little John. Oh, now, my God. Let's get started. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I, I don't usually start off the podcast. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I thought I'd throw you off a little there. I was like, oh, <laughs> he, I bet he thinks I'm going to make him wait till second or third. Ah, <laughs> ah, I'm going to catch him totally off guard. And boom. It's- Oh, oh wait, that's because it's really hot here too. But yeah. we're, we live in Florida, so I guess we don't really have the excuse. Yeah, yeah excuses. Yeah. All right, so I really only played one game. Oh, this will be this will this will be fast. I played. Oh my god, it was great. Okay, so I played Demon Souls mm-hmm. and beat it. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Yeah. Okay, moving on. All right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you were kidding. Okay. Um, those. There was one point where I um, realized I could buy um, the level up, the um, weapon chunks, the weapon shards you can use to upgrade your weapons. Mm-hmm. So suddenly I didn't have to farm them, and which was obviously boring, and I didn't do it. And I sent my bastard sword pl- from plus three to plus seven, and then I just steamrolled the end of the game. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's not, it's not hard to imagine. That I was just can... like, get, I was having a really hard time just... But couldn't do anything against the man eaters. Um, terrified about the last boss, and then I got it, and I was like, it took me like five tries on the man eater, so I wasn't steamrolling, and um, two tries on the fake king Alant, and it was just kind of great. Yeah, but sounds, everything was still really challenging and satisfying. That sounds about right. I had a lot of trouble with uh, one three. Mm-hmm. Just the level itself was just. So long and just so <laughs> many dudes. Really, man, I felt like really that one went quickly for me. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I felt like I went quickly, and then the um, and then I got to the boss, and I think I beat it on the first try. And yeah. then, uh, oh man, that boss though—that's a great level. Um, for the way it introduces the um the oh. royal guy in like World One Two. And then you chase him throughout this whole level, and you get to the end of the boss, just stabs him through the gut and flings him across the stage, and then you find yeah. this totally different boss. I like I it. I like I like uh, I like boss fakeouts like that. Um, yeah. Like Contra Shattered Soldier has this amazing moment at the start 
uh, at, at the end of the first level where like a big robot kind of just swoops down and you think, all right, it's going to go. I'm going to fight this big giant fighting robot. And then just this big grotesque <laughs> turtle with a face for a butt falls down on top of it and you fight that instead. It's it's a metaphor of Contra 3 taking a dump on the series. <laughs> I mean, you read between the lines. All right, so what's y'all's favorite levels? Uh, I just, uh, yeah, Latria <laughs> yeah. is quite easily the Latria. best part of that game. It's Latria is like so good that he basically remade it entirely for Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Like so much of that game is based around like bells and tentacle monsters that are scary mm-hmm. and grab you. And I love that. Just ding. It's like, oh no! I keep hearing that bell, and I don't want it to be near me. And then it gets closer. It's like shit. Oh, that's good. Fucking mind flares are not fun. Hmm. Well, they're really fun, but they're really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, they're really scary, and they bring them back as phantoms in the last levels, and oof, in the other Latria levels, and it's just good shit. Yeah. And then the big Latria is really good too. I thought. Basically, uh, any set piece within Latria is just so good. Hmm. What was the giant hanging thing in Latria two? I have no idea down. what it is. It's no just disgusting blob. It's, yeah, it's it's just like this weird thing that people modeled, and it's like it's not really anything you interact with. It's just this big, gross thing. That's that's pretty great. It's funny. The, I just um, realized Bloodborne yeah. has another similar moment of knocking a big blob thing down, <laughs> but you actually can visit it at the bottom, and then it's just a fucking brain with eyes all over it. Oh, and that's it. Taking a dump on Contra Three. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. um, I dug the Shrine of Storms a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, Shrine of that, Storms is all right. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you know how of important uh, weapon type is in that game? No, <laughs> I just had a big bastard sword and just used it the whole game. Good. <laughs> yeah, because you got like slashing, blunt. Um, there are a few other like piercing, striking, and things like that. What goes and, wrong? Uh, what goes? What could have gone wrong there in Shrine of Everything could have gone really, really easily right. had you just uh, went through barehanded. Really? What, yeah, what because the skeletons the skeletons take like eight times damage from just you hitting them with your fist. That's amazing. That's yeah. Really I fun. found that out like when I was playing through it. I was just like, eh. <laughs> That's really funny. Actually, the only time I, the only part of the level that um, I really had trouble with was the laser guys at the end, and then when they have the third Grim Reaper thing, like jumping out of the oh. shadow, they introduce like this mini boss with a cutscene, and the whole level arena is structured around this mini boss, and it's really really hard but optional, and, and there's apparently another one hidden away somewhere in the level, and then you get to the end of the level, and the same mini boss just. A different one, but the same kind of mini boss just attacks you out of the corner while a respawning laser guy is attacking you, and then another enemy is responding behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's like this triple pincer. It's ridiculous, and these it's guys really... are yeah. These guys are basically the necromancers from Dark Souls, yeah. except they mm-hmm. come back when you kill them. They don't ever permanently yeah. despawn. Yeah, because I don't think anything does in that game, except for the no, the phantoms come back, right? Some of them. Uh... It's inconsistent, I, I think. Human ones might not, but there's only like... Yeah. I think, because the one in um, Latria 1 didn't come back, I think. Yeah. 
And this is all very non-specific and accessible to people who haven't played the game. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. The old the old hero at the bottom of Shrine of Storms 2 was really cool. Hmm. I had the ring on, so I don't know how much how hard oh. that would have been without the ring. Yeah. Oh. I did not like that guy. <laughs> oh my god. And then all I really aside from the Dragon God, which was kinda anticlimactic, I really loved all of the Archdemon fights. I think thought they all had really cool kind uh, of gimmicks. Did the Latria them. one work for you? The Latria one. Um, I don't know. I, di- I couldn't tell if it was a... Um, I didn't know if it was a phantom from outside oh. the game or... If there I wasn't actually... the invasion message, then it wasn't. Yeah, it was... There was just... an invasion message. Oh, so... then it might have been. Yeah, it might have been cool. another player then. It was a really intense, cool little fight. It was kind of easy, but it was satisfying still. It's a really cool idea. Um, I'm shocked that people are still playing it. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I guess I'm shocked, but I'm. I'm not as shocked at the tactics most people use these days of just like oh. hunting down newbie people and using the the rusting spear on everything and just like, oh hey look, you're a newbie. I just broke all of your equipment. Oh, yeah, the scraping spear. That's what. It that's is. right. Yeah. Mm, is that the one that because you fight the three phantoms at the start of one four, right? Mm. And the one guy kept breaking my armor and everything. Yeah, it so maybe. It's basically uh, the same thing, but it's just like a lot of people are dicks that play that game now, and they just run around with the scraping spear and beginner level areas, waiting for somebody foolish to enter in human form and just break every bit of their equipment. And and and, and when you're that early in the game, there's not a lot you can do about it because you obviously don't have your souls from the prologue. That's rough. Yeah, that's really rough, and then you can't really. It's like how do could you allow? It. How could you make an item like that in a P, in a game that has, you know, a pseudo PvP focus? How could you leave something like that in the game? Mm-hmm. That just seems like such short sighted yeah. design. Yeah, thinking a little too highly of everyone in that game of the audience. Or uh, maybe that's exactly what they wanted, and it was just a real shit idea. Because to my <laughs> knowledge, they've not revisited it. Yeah, um, I mean. The other games do have durability, and I think in Dark Souls 2 you can, like, throw acid urns at people. Yeah, but it's not like, even it's if you're... Blo- that's like, crazy. Yeah, like, even if you block anything with uh, the scraping spear, it's just, oh, well, I'm still doing damage to all of your equipment. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. It's just garbage. I remember mm-hmm. watching uh, Brad Shoemaker of Giant Bomb play through... And that's like the very first thing that happened to him. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know he was doing that. Uh, he did that back uh, after Vinny finished Dark Souls. Oh. Uh, and then Patrick gotcha. Klep- Patrick Klepek played uh, Demon Souls, and the very same thing happened to him. Yeah. But obviously, like if think... you're streaming, you know, and yeah. you're a higher, you know, like you're somebody that's well known, it's going to happen to you more frequently. But I know that it still does happen to people who don't stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really annoying. Yeah. Being able to stream uh, oh. does add this weird meta layer of being able to target people more directly. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I really like the Shrine of Storms Archdemon. The one where yes, you just get the that giant so sword good. that attacks through the cuts through the wind really and you cool attack shit. this flying manta ray and all of its little manta ray things. Um, just beat it in one try. It was just like Reed said is like the only power fantasy moment in the whole series. Yeah. Yeah, I th- it's I, so nice that they put it because it's after the worst level. Yeah, it's it, it's a very well thought out reprieve from just this utter fucking beating your face the fuck in. 
the game mm-hmm. and that you know to, to have that little moment there where you are in complete control and allowed to just run amok it's like yeah okay that's good mm-hmm. Thank yeah you i definitely very thought much. that pincer at the end of shrine of storms 2 is the hardest individual moment in any of the levels um aside from, the man eaters um were really hard to approach um because they're they're a boss that um, where they attack, where they have one really strong boss, and then halfway through the fight, another one comes in, and it's just as strong. And they don't have a lot of the handicaps that the similar fight in Dark Souls one had against the gargoyles. Yeah, because when yeah. Sekoin pops in, he has half health, mm-hmm. and it's a much narrower area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can knock you off. It's rough. So getting the upgrading the sword, and it was still a really satisfying fight. But uh, it was just getting to a point where I could basically kill one before the other one came in. Um, and then that's, yeah, that's all three of the Archdemons. And then the, um, the oh. Dragon God fight, which is just kind of a boring puzzle. <laughs> I, I think thought it was forgot, a lot. I think you forgot World 5 there. Oh, God, I did. You're right. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, oh I really liked really World 5. Demon. <laughs> I really yeah. liked World 5. Right? I knew, I, I knew you would love World 5. Oh, my oh, God. Does, yeah. does World 1 have a, um, <laughs> does 5-1 have a shortcut at all? Uh... I, I thought it was pretty so. easy. It didn't. It, okay, cool. I was just wondering if there's anything else going on on that level structurally that I didn't notice. I know five two um, has the wooden plank you push down if you go all the way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's... Well, the, yeah, um, I really liked the Blight Town levels, the Valley of Defilement levels. That's just uh, a really cool. Like Blight Town and Valley of Defilement. Those are such great names. Great names. God, and they're really, they're just really great atmospheres, too. And Dark Souls 2 is just like, oh, hey, it's a well. <laughs> I, that's one of my more preferred areas in Dark Souls 2, honestly. Yeah, it, it actually is one of the few very well, I, good areas. It, yeah, it's one of the only moments in Dark Souls 2 that's actually tense when you get into the second half of it, like the green area, I forget what it's called. Yeah, and, and you just hear like a heartbeat the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this game's actually trying to be atmospheric a bit. <laughs> nailed nice. it! You're only, I'm only three fourths through the game, but you finally nailed it. <laughs> God, yeah, the, the those whole levels were just really, really well done, and I thought they were pretty well paced too. I like the way that the swamp was laid out because the swamp felt so big, and it's still kind of I still felt very naturally guided towards the boss at the end. It was kind of like. like like Reed said that about Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3 and Knuckles where he would play these gargantuan stages and you'd still kind of wind up naturally being guided towards these um, little choke points. Yeah, I went back and had a look um, at, at some of the areas in World 5. And I also, like, I remember people, I, I guess, I don't know if you were warned about it or not, but I remember people saying that it's like, oh, no, like, get ready for Blight Town Part 2 where, like, the frame mm-hmm. rate is just as bad and visibility is terrible. It's mm-hmm. like... Like, I didn't experience that at all replaying those levels. I was like, wait, no, this actually performs pretty well. Me neither. I, I, probably, people probably projecting. Yeah, I, I think uh, just kind I of I like... played the PC Dark Souls, so I didn't really notice much frame rate stuff in Black Ta- Blight Town either. Yeah. Yeah, Blight Town uh, on consoles is really It is really bad. Yeah, I believe but it. Demon Souls is only on PS3, so it's like, you got this one version, so don't bitch about it. Yeah. <laughs> and they uh, could optimize it probably a bit more, because that game's hmm. not a looker either. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, the the whole Valley of Defilement just has this, like, really weird rain texture 
that is like superimposed on everything. It doesn't yeah. interact with the world at all. It, it looks really kind of poopy. Bad. Yeah, it looks poopy. But it's just like a, a weird filter they're putting over the camera. Mm-hmm. But the the levels themselves, I thought were really good, and I like the contrast of the first and second ones. Yeah. Uh, neither of the bosses really resonated with me much. Um, I, one of I them just like. Yeah, I can't remember what the five one boss is. Leechmonger. Yeah, it is. A, it's, 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 a, it's a big pile of leeches. Yeah, it's not very but, good. Then what's the five two one? I forget. The dirty colossus, who's I like see that they're so similar. It seems. Yeah, they're just kind of shambling things, I guess. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, I guess fits the theme of the area. You only expect like these horrible husks of things mm-hmm. to live in yeah. something like that, which makes sense. But they don't make for very exciting boss fights when you consider what they're up against from the same game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought the um, Leechmonger f- arena was structured interestingly. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. The like, second I fight, think the, the arena... fight with the Colossus is just kind of a flat area yeah. but the what? leechmonger fight you have to like circle around this room towards the bottom yeah the leechmonger's arena itself is kind of like more of the boss fight i guess than like the boss itself mm-hmm. i got to the boss and then i was like oh this is really boring and doesn't really have anything going for it but then it started like healing and i was like oh okay there's some actual <laughs> tension here yeah and that made it exciting even though i still beat it in one try mm-hmm. um yeah dirty colossus was i didn't really connect with that much it, it can infect you with something that didn't seem to have much effect besides making me slower aside from that just whatever yeah i think dirty colossus is the one that was really disappointing for me because all the dash two bosses are these big melee fights yeah and he's just kind of like hey i, I poisoned you and, and then he showed up again in Dark Souls 2. It was weird. Yeah. He's oh like, God, that is weird. I'm Trash Man now. No, Trash Man. I, I, I don't remember that boss's name. I think, it's, I think it's Trash Man. It's probably Trash Man. So naturally, they kind of kept up with that theme for the end of the Valid Defilement with the Maiden Astria fight. Oh. Yeah. God. So the, the, the whole, this awful, awful Blighttowny world, and it ends with a whole level leading up to this one like really clean l- priest looking lady sitting off to the side um surrounded by like this grotesque filth and everyone's like bowing and worshiping to her and she and has a phantom who's and then b- babies reach out and pull you down oh god i did die to that that was pretty that was a pretty great effect pretty Bloody good scare. babies because mm-hmm. why not horror game yeah but it was still a good scare. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Those things suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just well, you just don't go around them. I had to, I fought the phantom and just walked up to her that way, and then she's like, "Okay, fine, take my soul." Fine, I don't give a shit. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. I do what I want. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, to just I really, see. yeah, I really like that one conceptually, but like, Garl Vinland is kind of easy to mm-hmm. fuck with his AI, yeah. like walking in and out of his range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind but of felt. It, but that's that's kind of fuck withable for a good reason because he's characterized by the way he just keeps he cares way more about guarding the maiden Astria than um actually fighting you. Yeah. yeah. So I I liked all of the characterization and kind of theming going into that fight that I thought was pretty interesting. I guess it kind of has a lot of the problems that sort of the shame play type stuff 
has maybe it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, with the spec ops the line type thing, yeah. where where the only way forward in the Uh-oh. game is to do something awful. Yeah. Um, since I played Undertale, so I'm thinking about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you played Undertale? Yeah. I we'll know. have to talk about that at some point. So I'm sort of like. On the one hand, yes, it's obviously okay for a game to like judge its players for their actions, but also it's it's weird contrasting that with a game where that is the only way forward, where it's like you can do this or you can turn off the game. And <laughs> yeah, Spec Ops does try to tell you to turn it off a lot <laughs> towards the end. Um, which is basically. Um, what Toby Fox's Earthbound Halloween hack is, is from what I gathered, hmm. uh, it's that same kind of you're playing this game, damn you. <laughs> so, like, there's I feel like there's something of worth worth parsing there, um, leading into something that's maybe more mature, like Undertale. Hmm. Um, so, I liked that in Demon Souls, being I like that it was there, and I don't think that that kind of narrative engagement is necessarily inherently bad no not at all yeah it's just a uh i I think people try to lump hotline miami into that as well just because of one question you're asked during the narrative i don't think that's really what they're going for at all yeah i'm not sure they're really going for much of anything no there's uh you really could read so much into that first game though and then i know the second one happened and oh you guys are crazy yeah it's like i was i like really liked hotline miami and then i thought about it and then i was like oh and then the second one came out i was like okay yeah it's just this big dumb stupid thing and i like oh but the first game had the developers yelling at you at the end yeah that, was... Was, so, that was so good like uh, yeah it's like you just missed it like you had the good ending and then you gave in to giving people like the lore ending <laughs> that was garbage and then apparently Hotline Miami 2 is all about Russia Lord. oh yeah. my god it's yeah uh, um... but, I, but I like I know I said it earlier in the year when that game came out but I like Hotline Miami 2's story because it is so stupid mm-hmm. so it's kind of a weird thing there where coming off so as long as it's not like heralded as this great as this smart thing I fuck guess fuck no <laughs> so Maiden Astria I guess is like is kind of like fits into that whole paradigm um, but except I think it's a little more complicated because the Maiden Astria isn't like not everything else in Demon Souls it's not really just any kind of straightforward morality going on there right no not at all she's not just this good saintly person you're killing I don't, for assume, yourself I don't assume anybody in a Souls game is any kind of a good person. <laughs> I just assume everybody is equally shit, and if something bad happens, it's probably deserved it. <laughs> Except Siegmeier. He didn't Except deserve Sieg- it. Siegmeier didn't deserve it. Neither did Solaire. <laughs> yeah, the- Solaire's arc ends with you killing him 99% of the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. The, um... But just with all the worshippers and the weird um, messiah imagery and coupled with um, the souls kind of not game, especially Demon Souls kind of naturally having this distrust of religion, like and stuff like Latria. It was like, okay, 
obviously I'm not really on the moral high ground here, but there's some, there's also, there's more going on here. Um, which I think really saves that encounter for me thematically. Um, and then the, the whole climax I thought was really, really well done. Um, which is nice because in Dark Souls, the, the, the actual climactic bit in the, um, Firelink altar. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, kill of the first flame yeah. is, you know, it's, it's, it's a little underwhelming. It's yeah, not it's, a capper to the whole game. It's just sort of leisurely. Letting it's the end note that we have to have in order for the game to end. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. You killed yeah. her, didn't you, John? Oh no. God. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> okay. I watched the ending. To I, know I know you're, I know you're a terrible individual. So I was just <laughs> making sure. Do you like that... hurting people? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> In this world, it's kill or be killed. <laughs> um, no, I got that. The framing there is pretty fucking harsh. I think it's very safe to say that um, Demon Souls's endings felt a little more moral, uh, moralistic than Dark Souls's. Yeah, do you think that's fair? Oh, I think that's yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. The just ending, I rewatched the ending where you kill her, and it's it's so short and just like. You're a dick. Yeah, you're. It's very unsatisfying and just like, well, okay, I did. Yeah, so huh. I intentionally did not hint at that whatsoever to John because I'm like, it's not even a good ending. Like, there's no resolution at all. No, mm. it's just you're a dick. <laughs> and then, wow, you're continu- you're continuing the same pattern as King Alant, whereas in Dark Souls, like the kind of default ending you're led towards is the one where you're continuing this. Um, pattern that we know isn't going to last forever um but we're holding out for one more cycle just to see what we can pull off here (laughs) Mm -hmm. versus the break the cycle ending which is more hidden in demon souls the ending you're led towards is the one that's naturally satisfying where you break the or where you're continuing the cycle but you are um ending king alant yeah um yeah um i liked i really liked um Matthew Matosis's video on this too. I watched the whole, that whole thing. I kind of watched it as I played through the game. Like I'd watch beat a stage and then watch that section on that stage. Mm. Um, and he had this thing where seeing all the swords that fall through the, um, into the last area of the game. Um, the one sword that falls in when you finally beat the four arch demons and whatnot. And then there's swords everywhere when you finally get down into the beach. Yeah. Um, kind of makes it seem like you're continuing this pattern. Mm-hmm. But it's good in Demon Souls, and it's shady and weird in Dark Souls. And then uh, Dark Souls Two has a non-ending. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently they patch that. What? There's a second ending in Scholar of the First Sin now. Oh, I think I think you can reject the throne. Oh. <laughs> Wait, really? You can't? They give you like the same thing, except there's only one ending. Yeah, in Dark Souls Two, it's like. Are you going to put the fire out, or are you going to let the continue the fire? And then you just sit down on the throne, and nothing happens, and it ends. Oh, weird. So it's... Uh, Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2 is so bad in the ways it tries to connect to the first game. Yeah. If it had just been its own thing, it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Demon's Souls, I think, is less interesting than Dark Souls, story-wise. But it still, I think, succeeds at kind of what it sets out to do. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I do think the climax is more satisfying just because it's there's more momentum to it. Demon Souls is like if Dark Souls ends in Anor Londo, basically. 
Um, just kind of accept that Dark Souls has more momentum building up to Anna Orlando because in Demon Souls you're just kind of dropped off in this um, Mushroom Kingdom castle and let loose around for the whole yeah. game and then it's like okay time to come end the game and then the last like two hours are really good um, yeah, but what? Dark Souls like builds and builds and builds and builds up to Anna Orlando um, and it's just completely different pacing and probably a lot more satisfying yeah Demon Souls does, I think, build towards one four though. If you do that one last, because it's so yeah. hard, and then that's such a cool level where you're like, there's dragons on the castle, and you're just mm. running through the flame, and then that <laughs> long elevator ride, and there's no shortcuts. <laughs> and by the way, you didn't mention your favorite thing about that boss. Oh, it's so good! Oh my god! Oh my god! He the last boss drains your levels. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's it's really so cool. cool. Oh, I love that because it's it's easy to dodge once you know that it's coming. Yeah. But the threat is always there. Like the countless times I barely rolled out of the way and then like heart pounding out of my chest. It's like the first couple of times it gets you, you're like, wait, did it? What just happened? <laughs> Soul level drained. Wait a minute. No, stop that. <laughs> Oh, man. And I had a lot of HP, so a lot of people probably just die instantly to that move. Um, oh. Well, you don't have as much HP now. <laughs> I think it specifically takes from your highest stats. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a perfect Souls thing to do, I think. Um, it just fits very naturally. And I'm glad they don't do it constantly throughout the whole game, but it fits into that moment very well. Yeah. I wonder if that actually lets people exploit the game, though, by, like, intentionally going back to level one. Um, I'm going to bet that's probably how a lot of people do exploits. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I read about that. You can also lose the soul levels by invading and dying to the levels, um, natural hazards. Yeah. So that's similar, I think. Yeah. So people people can use that, for sure. Because in Dark Souls, like, if you just start as Pyromancer and then get really good at the game like Polly and just beat the whole game at level one. You can then invade people at the start of the game and be fucking super strong because of your gear. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You can be very, very mean. Like you can have like a plus 10 club or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like they should just program an algorithm where they just like sum up all of your equipment and level. And... Well, they tried to do that in Dark Souls 2, but in the worst way. Yeah. They used I've like heard accumu- I've heard. accumulated soul memory. Yeah, it was all the souls you had ever gotten were a number. Yeah, and that could really fuck you over, too. Because mm. if you dropped and lost souls, then they're still in your number, but you yeah. did get to spend them. Yeah, that's really dumb. They didn't actually yeah. account for your equipment at all. Just attach a number to all the equipment and attach a yeah. number to your soul level and then mix them together. And then after the game comes out, tweak the numbers <laughs> as people um, play the game. Yeah, that just seems very natural, but okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, Demon Souls just feels like a very well put together and concise story on its own merits, and I really appreciated that. Uh, I'd really liked all the levels that I could. Basically, I'm kind of struggling to think of any levels that were really just kind of bad. Um, I guess one two is kind of boring, but I really like the boss. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Like the way they set that entire arena up. Mm-hmm. And they just 
You just got to beat them. I got to the Tower Knight like four times. Um, I bought the game like not too long after it came out mm-hmm. and played the hell, played, got played up to that point like four times and then dropping it and then put, not playing it for three or four months. Whereas my brother like played it and got really into it. And so he was one of the ones that was there for Dark Souls, like because they were so they loved Demon Souls so much. Um, That's cool. That's yeah, that is cool. So I finally so then playing Dark Souls, I think made me more prepared for Demon Souls. That's I think it is a harder game. Is, yeah, is that fair? absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't know. They're they're all hard. It's 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 for various reasons too. Like I don't think that Dark Souls is. The same kind of difficult as Demon Souls. Like, I think that they're very In what way? different. In what way, if you feel like you can elaborate? I think that it just has a lot to do with, um, like, the, the nature of the way the world is set up. Like, you're adding a whole new layer of obfuscation on top of, you, you know, like, these solid combat mechanics, which are pretty much note-for-note note taken from the first game. But mm-hmm. now you've got, like, a big open world to explore and the many evil ways it can play with you in that way rather than these just bite-sized little pieces of levels that you can mm-hmm. go into and come out and get thrown back into a nexus, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that that's just, like... I, I think that that's sort of, like, what gives um, Dark Souls its own charm over uh, the first game. Yeah, and I think that structure is just ultimately more interesting. And I think that uh, Dark Souls 2 is just difficult because it it is sort of like, it is what Dark Souls fans think of as, difficult, as Dark Souls difficult. That's basically all it is. It's just like, oh, it's just, you're not going to try to present me with a fun boss here. It's just, oh, there are 30 rats and I have to find the right one <laughs> or I die. And there's a boss against three melee guys instead of two. And it's yeah. just like, oh, great. That's yeah. fun. And the hitboxes like, are terrible. Oh, they're mm. dreadful. Because stuff like... Because or- Ornstein Smog is attrition, right? Yeah. You're keeping them both in your view, and you're running around the arena, trying bear- sneaking in a hit whenever you can, and it's at one of the... It's, like, probably the most climactic moment of the game, because it's at the end of this whole building arc. Yeah. Um, and it's clear that there's nowhere else to go. This is something... This is the big task to get through right now. Yeah. Um, and it really, really works. Making that as the whole game, though? It's. It gets old real quick. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, like, exactly. that's not the whole game in Dark Souls 2, because it's just boss fights against multiple dudes with no build up. Yeah, it's, and the game is just like a treasure game with as quickly as it throws boss fights at you. You don't get a chance to really savor anything in that game because it's just, hey, not... combat, 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 loud, loud, loud. There is no soft. <sighs> There is, you know, it's like that's even true of the soundtrack, right? Yeah, it's a it's a Michael Bay movie of Dark Souls games. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, Dark Souls isn't treasure. There aren't that many bosses for a reason. Yeah, I think like the first Dark Souls has like maybe in total eighteen bosses, maybe. Jeez, and I think eight. Of, I, I figured it out that you can hit eighty eight of them before any other boss when you get to the Firelink Shrine for the first yeah. time. Yeah, that's so cool. <clears throat> Um, I was thinking yeah, about that. If you did Sif as your first boss, and then you did Four Kings as your third. Oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done it at level one, so it's no big deal. <laughs> but you need you get there, to, too. Yeah, that's a good point. You beat Sif and then go fight the Four Kings and beat Kath right before you've even, like, gone to the 
yeah. bell towers or blight town. God, that's funny. Um, yeah, Dark Souls like has this really straightforward structure. Ultimately, after you've kind of played through it once, you yeah. there's a clear path for it. Sort of like Super Metroid. Yeah. Um, but then you can just break that over your knee if you want. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool compromise because the linear the the straightforwardness of the structure gives it a lot more momentum and kind of drama than Demon Souls, which like Reek Re kind of said this, like outside of Boletaria, nothing really matters to the story. Pretty You're much. Just kind yeah. of, it's just kind of video game <laughs> levels. Kill the demons. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of why I'm thinking of Mario 64, where it's like, yes, these are a bunch of video game levels. Explore. Enjoy. I'm going to take uh, the Mario 64 Mushroom Kingdom castle theme and put it in the Nexus. Whereas Dark Souls is more like Super Metroid structurally, and I kind of like what those Dark Souls 2 is like what I flushed down my toilet two hours ago. <laughs> I'm surprised we don't get a lot of hate mail about our hatred of Dark Souls 2. I got hate mail! You got hate mail? Didn't, yeah, I tweeted about it. I totally got hate mail on Tumblr. Oh, on the real? You finally got it? I know! Welcome to the club! What was I it? Was, it was just, oh my god, it was so, like, tame. Milk toast. It was oh. the most milk toast thing imaginable. Let oh. me, like, bring it up. I, I just brought it up, and I was like, I wonder why I've... This is the first and only time it's happened, whereas Polly's gotten truckloads of this. Yeah, like, I have Anonymous turned off for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe because a dude being on a video game podcast isn't an affront to gaming culture. That's a good point. That's a good point. It was, this was it. And Anna said, this is literally the tamest hate mail I've ever seen. And it says, <laughs> Anonymous says, your podcast is shit. Ooh. And you should all find something better to do with your time and stop wasting hours. That's and it. that was it. Like, we should, we should find <laughs> so, something like, better to do with our time instead of <laughs> wasting the... Why are you listening? <laughs> Well, How are we wasting your time? <laughs> you don't have to listen to this. <laughs> I deleted oh my it because I didn't want satisfaction. I figured by this point um, I could bring it up on the podcast. And if they didn't hear it, and they probably wouldn't hear it and get any satisfaction, if they did hear it, it would be that much funnier. That's wow. <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> gigantic, big, blubbering, wet that that's the best you got <laughs> i know well yeah just no no slurs just you should find something better to do with your time you stupid head <laughs> like play video games oh wait play oh, video games. oh no oh my god <laughs> oh my god my little john's growing up he's got his own hate mail now <laughs> i'm so proud of you it's and so first weird. you get married, then you get hate mail. Yeah. He's doing it in order. Yeah, he's doing there it in go. proper order, so. <laughs> Getting things done. He, he, he's got this adult thing figured out. Then you can fight Ridley. Then and... you can fight. <laughs> he gets the super missiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, ultimately, Demon Souls, in my view, Vision... Um, I ignore the world tendency stuff. It didn't seem to matter to me. So that's obtuse and dumb. I don't really care. Um, in my vision, Demon Souls is kind of perfect, um, but in a way that is a lot less interesting to me than Dark Souls. Good point, yeah. Like, is that yeah, fair? I just, 
I just feel it loses so much. And I know it doesn't actually technically lose it because it came first, but <laughs> Dark Souls improves it so much by having everything connected. It's like, I can admire what Demon's Souls does, even though I don't really like it all that much, but Dark Souls is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I'll probably revisit it, but I'll probably revisit Dark Souls a whole lot more. Plus, the, the levels in Dark Souls are so much smaller. But yeah. The game itself is so much longer, so it just flows so much quicker because you're just seeing way more. Like, I got to... Um, un- I started playing Dark Souls again. I don't know if I'll actually play it all the way through because I really savored that game when I played it six months ago. I had, like, 50 hours on my clock or something. Mm, I think just- I had, like, 80. I died a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think the first, t- the first time I beat it, I think I did it in, like, 63 hours or something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Maybe I was um, maybe near the end. I started being a little more liberal, like looking up. All right, where do I fight all the optional bosses? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, and how you read kind of coaching me too. Well, because that shit is so obscure. That's <laughs> yeah. Like Ashley, where do I find the Great Hollow? <laughs> right. But the DLC stuff, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to kill this one golem behind the lake, then come back. Then go Relo- to the Jukes archives. Quit the game and reload to talk to this girl. Oh my god. What the hell? There's there's DLC for Bloodborne coming out soon. I hope it's not that fucking obtuse <laughs> to access. It'll take them a whole, like, two hours to find it. Oh my god. So, yeah, the structure is just so much more boring. It's yeah. really sad. Um, but it literally is just kind of the Mario 64 castle, but without even, like but the there's no like multiple levels it's just all right drop you off in this collection of levels at the start of the game and then play and then then it's all right it's time for the climax so come back and do one in one four and the arc one three into one four to the end is perfect like i think it's better it's it's a more dramatic and exciting conclusion than dark souls had um yeah definitely land fight is really fun right which one the, the fake King Alant. The, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Where he's just dashing around, and it's just like, it's just a melee fight, but he also has all these moves, and he's so fast. And he's wow. screaming and charging up <laughs> explosions. God. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. And I like that fight, explosions. but it's definitely like, kind of shows one of the ways Demon Souls, I think, is weaker in that you can just yeah. have like a hundred grass yeah. and just tank through it. Yeah. Like, the Estus Flask was the best, uh, like, one of the best ideas that they oh, had. Oh, yeah, that's the other, that's the other main fucker, yeah. fuckery thing about Demon's <laughs> Souls is the grass. The Estus is just so much better. Oof. And then um, they fucked it up in Dark Souls 2, because they're you know, I definitely, I definitely tanked through that fight with my hundreds of grass, but I still was, like, um, having to, because he could kill me if I, like, I had to run. There's th- Having the time to... Having to take time to ingest the healing items keeps that from yeah. being yeah, a well, game. Even then, there's a lot of safe spots that you can get into in that fight oh, really? as well. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I don't, it, no, but I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, I didn't know about the safe spots, so I was like running away and from him. Being they're like, not hard oh to God, find. <sighs> they're not hard to find if you just accidentally dodge into them once or twice. Like, oh, wait a minute. Aww. That that effect does not go over this little thingy here. Okay. Ring. <laughs> Bummer. So and plus, he can steal your level, so there's still tension in that fight. Yeah. But it's also, like, time to use all your grass, because it's the final boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even, kinda... like, even, like, the 
the blood stuff that they added in Bloodborne, like, even though it's sort of the same system, it still doesn't sound, like, as grindy and boring and awful as, like, uh, Demon's Souls grass system. It's a happy medium. Yeah. Like, they're, they're way medium. cheaper. Yeah. Mm, like, that's smart. And then they updated the game, so, like, you used to be able to only hold 99 in storage, and they updated it to, like, 1,000. Oh, oh, wow. Well, that makes more sense, really. Because then when you die, they just automatically... Because you can up. only carry, what, 20? Yeah, it's 20. It's like yeah. Estus. Yeah, so it's it's uh, that's not that's a good compromise, I think. It's like they're consumable, then, but they, you can only carry... It respawns 20 of them every time you die or something? Yeah. It no. pulls it from your... It, it pulls, pulls it from your... your, your yeah. Uh, yeah. Your I, I kind of liked Dark Souls 2's... The way that they handled upgrading the Estus Flask. Yeah. In, in addition to... but But, like... I kind of feel that, like, without the life gems, it might have been more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think because the consumable items had this extra kind of, I don't know, bad layer to it. It's a, it's a safety net that probably didn't need to be there. Like, if maybe, like, instead of one charge of Estus, they started you with three, and then you could upgrade from there, but you didn't have life gems, like, that would have probably been a good compromise. Yeah. It's mm. Starting with one Estus is so ridiculous in that game. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird, since like, Dark Souls gives you five. It's and weird. Then, it's it's weird that there's only that there's four of these games and only one of the and the second one had just the perfect health system yeah. and then all of the rest of them kind of fucked it up. Kind of fucked it up in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Dark Souls Two also changed it to like a slow regen. Yeah. Healing. Yeah. So yeah, the regen just, ring is was a dumb in, in Demon Souls Two. They add that back in Dark Souls Two. Well, in the Dark Souls too, like you, like when you drink an Estus or when you pop a uh, life gem, you don't go like whoop, all the way back up like really fast. It takes, you know, like it ticks up kind of like uh, Diablo health potions do. Uh, like when you drink a health sense. potion, it'll be like, oh, you've got ten seconds of healing, and it'll just continue to climb up to a certain yeah. point. Huh. So it's That's like interesting. You can't heal and then take a hit. No, you'll because you'll die. Like, Just Estus like a... is faster, but you're still very limited on Estus, you know, especially at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, Apparently... I'm wondering if I'll play Dark Souls 2 at some point, <laughs> just because you can dual-wield Zvehandurst. <laughs> I did that. That sounds really that, fun. That, I, I went back and redid one of my builds just to be able to do that, and it was that was fun. It was like, yeah. okay, I, I, that's, that's, I, that's a cool thing. That sounds, that sounds really cool. You get unique battle animations for it and everything. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you can respec in Dark Souls too. Yeah. Oh, that's a plus. And enemies you kill, or not enemies, NPCs you kill, you can talk to their grave and get all the benefits from talking to them. Yeah, so killing them essentially is... Does real, nothing. Is yeah. yeah. There's, there's no punishment. Okay. It's a game that doesn't judge you. Oh. It, it's casual. It's it's accessible. It's for the mainstream. Oh boy, you're gonna die a lot, but don't worry, we'll hold your hand. Don't lose your souls. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I feel like no, I really I really just shouldn't because there's the only reason I'd play Dark Souls 2 would be to get mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> just just That just sounds so sad and I'll needless. tell you what, we'll we'll go we'll go halvesies and buy a PS4 and we'll play Bloodborne. <laughs> Let's just play Bloodborne. I just wanna play Budborn. Bloodborne. Buttborn. Ew. Budborn. Ew. Hey, don't worry. Maybe Dark Souls 3 will be good. Yeah. I've got some buttborn blood vials. <laughs> <laughs> butt vials. Oh god. <laughs> 
<laughs> just mod the game and then replace every word blood with a butt. And that game uses the word blood for everything, so you'd have a lot of material. The butt moon. <laughs> Suddenly I want this game even more. And the more. camera comes up and the moon is shadowed in the shape of a butt. <laughs> okay. Behold a pale butt sky. <laughs> you must seek the pale butt. <laughs> we have fun. Ah, good stuff. Yeah, so I started playing Dark Souls 1 again, and it's much more interesting to me. And I got to the, um, and I I just went with the exact same build, uh, <laughs> except I um, focused on strength even more, and I got the Zvei Hunter right off the bat. And um, I named named her Undine, and it just was crush, crush, crush. Should have a, we should have a, a strength off. Like, I'll bring strength out of retirement. We'll meet that's somewhere an, and we'll really beat each other in the face with Zweihanders. Oh my god, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to be human more so I can get more of the invasions just because uh, of fun. Yeah, yeah th- I, I had a lot of fun with invasions of strength because I, I don't know, like people I guess weren't used to just somebody coming at them with <laughs> two-handing a Zweihander. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> it's like, dog, I'm just going to stay in your face. <laughs> It's like I did nothing but two hand and used a strong attack, and it was enough to fend off most people. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I had pretty good luck with the invasions in Dark Souls One too. Um, yeah. So, so um, I got past, I got past up to past the Capra Demon, and I could not beat the Stray Demon right out the bat like I thought I would. Since oh, I remember no. that fight, I remember oh. that fight being really easy. No, Stray Demon's kind of hard because I went for the Stray Demon after I'd. Like, yeah, end game beaten at the very, very end, right after I'd beaten Anna Orlando. Um, but no, it's pretty tough. But you can still unlock the painted world without being the straight demon, so that's nice. There's yeah. a lot to talk about with the Souls games. Yeah, there is. All right, so I think, it's I think like about... we should do a Dark Souls podcast. Yeah, one of these days I'm... we should oh, get around right? to that. I have just the perfect person we could bring on. Uh, his name's Mike Foster. Uh, he really, really enjoyed. Uh, the Souls game, so yeah, one of these days. I don't think he does podcasts anymore. No, probably not. Mm. Mr. Fancy Riot guy. Mm. Love you, Mike, even though you probably don't listen to this. <laughs> Nobody's listening. And if you do and if you do listen to this, go to Twitter right now and type my butt hurts. <laughs> that okay, can I just say Don't add know. us, just type it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so amazing when Chelsea actually did that. I know. <laughs> Because there's also a very obscure thing in Undertale where a character will tell you to t- say something to them later. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you do it, and he goes, excuse me, did you just say I'm the legendary fart master? <laughs> <laughs> I think so that, it really that. reminded me of that. Yeah. Like, when she, all of a sudden she's just like, my butt hurts. I'm like, what? I she couldn't like, oh. believe she did that. I was like, wait, what? I feel like that encompasses most of my recent Souls feels. Demon Souls is good. Play it if you like Dark Souls that are up for something a little more demanding because the stages are bigger and it's a little more obtuse in places um, and some of the bosses are harder. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Oh, um, I guess there are a couple other things I could mention that I took care that we did this week. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, and I watched almost all of Dara. That's a good show. Is. Um, and I didn't watch about half the episode she watched just because I had some other stuff, homework I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to go back and fill in the blanks and then we could be pumped up for the third part of season two. The third yeah. and final part, which comes out I, this January. I hate how they're releasing that. Because I know Polly probably doesn't know because she doesn't I, watch anime anymore. Uh, they're doing core, then a season off, then another core, then a season off, then the third core. Wow, mm-hmm. weird. So the first two are done, but the next one doesn't start until January. And, and to my knowledge, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to have the same kind of wrap up that season one did because oh, I don't, I don't think that story's over yet. Oh man, weird. It's so weird because Bacano is just this one and done, really satisfying thing. The thing is, I think Bacano actually does have way more. Yeah, Bacano has way more past what's in the anime. Jeez. But the anime was definitely structured to have this super yeah. tight and satisfying ending. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. And I. Th- and Anna's, Anna's played um, almost all of Undertale now. Jeez. We were two, two days in a row. I was like, we're going to stream Undertale tonight and beat the whole game. And then I was, and then both times we were, got to there and we were like sad for some reason and was like, I don't know if I can handle that right now. <laughs> don't worry. If you don't stream, I'll make up for it for late night streams of stupidity. Oh, God. <laughs> and also Anna realized that she was already pretty – gonna have a really hard time with Asgore and adding like other eyes would just make it even harder. She's gonna have a hard time but not a bad time. <laughs> what level is she? One. Oh, that might be a little low for the last boss. You might want to grind out yeah, a bit. Yeah, you might want to <laughs> grab, you, grab you a few levels. You, you want to be around 19 for that boss. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Maybe 20 just to be safe. <laughs> Yeah, that does make that fight a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been watching people stream Undertale, and it is weird when they get to that fight with, like, 60 HP. It's like, oh, it actually oh. is easier. Yeah, yeah. And then people are bad at shmups and still die. I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. It's so funny because, like, people, people like, a, a tiny handful of people kind of latched onto Undertale as an example of, like, games being really un- inaccessible I was just like, really, what? really, come really? on! Really, this is this is the one to, to to hone in on here. And I think most of them were just pissed off because they um, um, didn't like the re- their resolution to the first boss fight, and then blame the game for it. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. That's what happened to me the first time. <laughs> yeah, it turns out if you treat people like Pokemon. Yeah. Things don't work out too well. But that's a story for another, for another podcast. Um, yeah, I've had a, I've had a really, I've had a nice week. Cool. And that um, played lots of good stuff. Cool. And I also started up Neptunia, but I, got, <laughs> I immediately hit a brick wall boss. So I'll probably well, try to grind that out and then fight. You don't even have to grind it out, dude. Just, um. I'm level six. Oh my God. What? I don't Wait. know. I don't remember it. The I last Ago. When I played that game a second time, I got there at level nine, and it was just like, <laughs> "How could you be lower than that?" I don't think he's, I rushed he's it. Doing like, I route. He's doing a pacifist route. He's doing a pacifist route. He just can't bring him the side areas. He, he like, can't bring himself to kill a doggoo. <laughs> the bosses in that game are so abstract. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the enemies, I mean. They're all just like... Just weird video game iconography. Oh my god, it's funny. Uh, um, but yeah, um, do you remember what I told you about setting up your combos yeah, I watched, and X? I watched your um, video. Yeah, that'll help you a lot. But you definitely probably want to grab a couple levels. Holy yeah, crap, six. Jesus Christ, I can't even fathom going into that fight at level six. No, yeah, the dragon killed me. The yeah, first he didn't even get to Blackheart, which is no. troubling. Ouch. Yeah, get to level nine at least and maybe grab a refresh ring or two. I can, I can put on a podcast and grind a bit. There that's you go. There you go. Um, I swear that's the biggest difficulty hump by far. Mm-hmm. It's just really but, funny because it was like five. I, I like got to a point. I was like, all right, I'll put this down and then didn't pick it up for six months. And then five minutes after that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I think if you just kind of walk into enemies as you go, you'll be fine. Yeah. Level okay. wise. Oh, I was like running around everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what why I level did. Six. <laughs> That's what I did my, uh, like, when I played through it a second time and I didn't stop to grind or do any, like, I would just, like, go into an area, run through it once, I'll fight everything on the way there, and if mm-hmm. I have enough stuff to make plans, fine, if not, oh well. If, um, if I get to a save point, is there any, like, shelter or tent or something I can use? Nope. Okay, cool. That's cool, actually. Genuinely. You can only fully recover by using items or just popping out of the dungeon. Gotcha. And you, if you pop out, it heals automatically. Yeah, that's nice. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah I'll probably play that game because it looks cute, and I'm feeling. Um, I just watched those Trails in the Sky trailers, and I was like, I want to play weird Japanese PC games. <laughs> <laughs> and that was this is obviously something that resonated with you all a lot. Yeah, so yeah. Kind of ready to revisit it. Cool, cool. And then I bought Trails in the Sky too. So. Yeah, I, I've I've got to get on the the Trails in the Sky. Uh wagon at some point you just just say it you gotta get on them tits i gotta get on them tits <laughs> i showed anna the screen to that uh, the title of that and i was like this looks cool and she's like it spells out tits <laughs> she just acted totally oblivious to it just like what um well yeah. i will be gosh darned it does <laughs> huh tits second chapter bigger than war and peace oh my god actually though i remember reading and like finding out that fate stay night was like oh way way longer than the whole lord of the rings trilogy and i was just like (laughs) 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 sure (laughs) every word every word matters i believe mollusk mollusk i wonder which is longer tits second chapter or fate stay night I think tits, actually. Yeah. Because they up. both mentioned being longer than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> you know what else is longer than the Lord of the Rings trilogy? My dick. Rhett's dick. <laughs> <laughs> so is that all you've been into, John? Yep. I'm um, trying to get back into making a little game and then making a big game. Cool. Um, but, you know, it's hard to get. Motivation is weird. And I don't Sometimes you got it. Hobby. What? I said motivation is weird. Cough, cough. <laughs> sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess we will pass the baton off to Rhett. Whoop. Hi. What are you doing? Uh, I've replayed Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are doing a podcast, so you have good reason. Yeah. But it was uh, just do like... We need, do we need to judge you? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay, cool. But it was weird. I just went through a few nights where it was just like, 
I don't want to do anything besides replay this game that I already played, but I ended up replaying Undertale. Wow. It was very nice, and I enjoyed it a lot, even the second time. And then I started a third playthrough to get the true ending again. But... Because <laughs> there's dialogue that changes when you do it your second time. Yeah. But I, but I missed all that because I had done a true reset. Oh. So I've still never seen that stuff until... <laughs> My third playthrough. I thought the game also remembered True Reset as well. Only for a tiny, tiny number of things. Ah, okay. Which I don't even know what they are. Yeah, I think it's only I think it's only two things. Um, Reed pointed out one of them in a secret room, and that okay, I'll shut up. Oh, I didn't. So even that I didn't get because it depends. It depends which ending you choose. Mm, That makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, that game's kind of nuts the way it reacts to how you play it. Mm Hmm. Just want to see a flow chart that's just oh jeez on a wall. Just it's like the scenes in uh, a beautiful mind where it's just. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I kind of fell down the Undertale uh, Tumblr hole of just oh, searching god. that tag all the time. And, oh my god, there's so much fan art, so cute. You and me, you and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a favorite for that specific tag. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've got a bookmark because I don't know how. Oh, do you mean like it's just a Chrome favorite? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't I just opened Chrome. up Tumblr and Raquel had reblogged an Undertale thing. <laughs> of course. Let me guess. It's uh, Undyne. No, no. Actually, the skeletons. Oh. Damn yeah, it. Perfect. Oh, my God. And then the crossover stuff with like Steven Universe. Oh, my God. There, is, have... a, there is a <laughs> Binding of Isaac mod. That turns the characters into Undertale characters. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be pretty good. I don't know how you do the rest of that, though. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't... (laughs) But yeah, the the first art was cute. Yes. I think Pink Tumblr, though, was that comic where they redid the lyrics to the Steven Universe song. Yeah. I felt like such trash. (laughs) <laughs> sitting under the co- I was laying in bed under the covers singing that to myself. Oh my god. I was like, and I'm strong and I think I'm stronger than you. And, just, and then somebody just like I am just shut the door as like, no Anna, I don't want you to see me like this. <laughs> You're anime trash now. I am at peak pathetic. <laughs> oh my god. So that's a cool game, but we'll talk about yeah, that we've, later. We've got we we got an entire <laughs> podcast that we'll dedicate nineteen hours to next week. Oh God! So. I don't even know what's that is going to end up being. You're like how we structure this, or yeah, we're going to have to go over that at some point. Because like me and John have been talking lore of that game and like game design implications, like who each character represents. Oh stuff for like two weeks and we keep discovering new things like did you know that all the items are themed this way da 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 and the colors of the flag in the golf course matter yep yep like, <laughs> what is this game it's fucking crazy <laughs> i've been taking another direction where i'm just kind of going back through the creators like twitter and site and like history yeah, now of... you're like you're doxing toby <laughs> not really but I'm just, oh, I, I found his old website where he t- has like his big about page, and I found um, big his big long commentary on his Earthbound hack, uh, a bunch more of his music. He did um, an original song 
for the Dream Devourer fight in Chrono Trigger DS. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It builds off of Shala's theme to make like an actual bo- final boss theme. Because in the DS game, they just use World Revolution again, and it's yeah. kind of lame. Um, and he made this amazing like original boss theme for that fight. And he made an arrangement remix original song out of the Super Metroid final boss theme. Weird. It's really cool. It's so weird, though, because, like, all his kind of history is mostly music. Yeah. And, like, this one ROM hack. So it's really unbelievable that he came out with Undertale, like, out of nowhere. I know. Because if if I had a hit, people would be like, oh, and here's his 30 other games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Toby's just almost this blank slate. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of wish he did like what Reed does, so her, so he could just have this exhaustive history of him, like yeah. Being, but it, I guess it's really it's nice to have that kind of mystique, you know. Yeah, and, it's just impressive that, that he came it, out with this magnum opus that is just so incredibly dense and mechanically tight and thematically tight mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He has. A, there's apparently he did one other big ROM hack, Earthbound ROM hack, but I can't find that. Oh jeez, really? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard anything about that? Oh my God, it's kind of nuts. So the, um, so there's a there's there are many holes to drop down. Actually, yeah. with regards to Undertale, but again, enough <laughs> about Undertale. Okay. Let's move on. We've got an entire episode coming up next week. We'll make it through this podcast without saying that name again. Okay. Well, unless we get to, until we get to the questions. <laughs> well, I just won't read those. You can read them because I'm. No, we held them last week for. Yeah, we're holding <laughs> questions. For oh, the you said it. Podcast. You fucked up. Fucking <laughs> fuck you! I didn't say anything. I'm the one editing this shit. <laughs> fuck you! How about that? I said that. Are you gonna say some other dirty words? Yeah, I'm gonna say. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what do you do? Okay, we got to move on. So I played PSO2 between thinking about Undertale. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, when we, really, when we set a goal, we, real, we really we stick to it. it. So I come to you today to talk about the story mode in PSO2. <laughs> oh, boy. Because it is fucking bonkers. How so? So I don't think Chelsea listens to this, and if you do, don't listen to this part, because Mission Episode 2, Mission 5 is fucking crazy. (laughs) This game has gone full anime. I don't know why they're making an anime based on it now, because they will never top how anime this one single mission is. That's why they're making it a slice of life show, because like, well, why bother? (laughs) You know, we've got this this whole mission in our game already. We can't top that. Yeah, so I talked about the story mode before. I think it's fine. And then this mission comes up, and it's just like this big culmination of everything that's been building towards, and it just goes so ridiculous. So I wrote a little like bullet point list of here of what happens in this mission. Okay. It keeps going and going for a while, so bear with me. So it starts with this... So you you know Matoy in the game? Mm-hmm. She's like this mysterious kind of shrine maiden looking girl. Yeah. So you get a mission to, like, go to the Ark's mothership with her. And then immediately this one guy at the top of the Ark's uh, organization mind controls everybody. And he, like, throws all the stuff you've done in Episode 2 so far back in your face to make you look like a criminal. Where he's like, he's been 
hacking PMs. You've been making contact with external organizations. You've been communicating with darkers. Oh, dear. So it's kind of this funny, like, I guess, lampshade moment where everything you've done can be twisted to make you look like the bad guy. That's kind of cool. And then, so you get into the game, and then emergency code pops up. Oh. And it says, kill Astra. Oh, whoa. my character. Oh, my God. And the little target thing that says who the target of the code is appears on your character. Oh, that's really cool. So, like, I'm already at the start of this mission. I'm thinking, oh, this is funny. It's actually subverting one of their game mechanics. Because now I'm the target, and obviously I'm not going to succeed at this. And then a bunch of NPCs start rushing you down, and you have to fight them off. That's pretty cool. So it starts with the cool little subversion thing. So then you go a bit in, and you encounter Lisa. Uh Uh-oh. And Lisa is the cute little psychopath robot. She's a happy homicidal maniac. Yeah. And she starts talking about how she's so excited and she's been waiting so long to shoot you down. (laughs) And like, oh, it's been so long since I pointed a gun at you. And then like the other class NPCs, they're like, uh, I forget their names, but, you know, the hunter guy and the forest girl. Yeah. So you, so you fight them, and then eventually they the mind control breaks, even though it's kind of implied that Lisa isn't actually under the mind control. Yeah. She just likes doing this. Yeah. I mean, that's her character. She has yeah. always liked causing <laughs> physical pain to things. Yeah, she's evil, basically. Yes, yes. And then there's... So it just gets so anime. You encounter... Like, there's these characters who make up, like, the Council of Six, the legendary heroes. Mm-hmm. You encounter a couple of them, and they're on your side. And then you encounter the other three, and they're the enemies. And there's this big fight. And then Zeno shows up back from the dead. because Because he died when Dark Fowls appeared. Right. But then you went back in time to save him. Oh. So then he just randomly shows up in this scene and is like, oh, yes, well, I'm the current fifth member of the Council of Six. I'm taking that seat. And then Echo's like, oh, my God, you're not dead. And she starts crying. And then it's anime as fuck. Yeah, you're, you're so, not wrong so far. And in the middle of this fight, uh, another character kind of pops up and she basically WikiLeaks the ARCS organization. Like, oh my dumps, god! <laughs> she dumps all like their documents, and everybody's looking at it, and there's like stuff about human cloning in there. Oh and, you know, whoa! And everyone's like, "Wait!" And so the mind control breaks, and then right on cue, a bunch of clones show up and start you fight them. Wow! So there are all these clones of the Forest Girl, Clarice Clace, and yeah. she she starts having this mental breakdown of like, "Oh my god! What are these clones of me? Why are you killing them?" <laughs> So it's so you keep going, you fight some more darkers. So you know the character Shion? Yeah. Who was the one who gave you the Matterboard to begin with? Yeah. You finally find out what her deal is. And that is? <laughs> it's Uh-oh. So... Uh-oh. <laughs> There's no way you could have ever guessed this. Shion is a planet that is sentient. <laughs> hold on, hold on, I'm just taking this in. Because my brain isn't equipped to handle the configuration <laughs> of words you just threw at my ears. She's a like, sentient planet. She was a planet that gained sentience and then eventually made contact with the original race who were named the Photoners. <laughs> and, and her appearance as like the scientist woman is that of the first person she met. Oh. 
So then she, as the planet, had told them to make her a suit of armor. So they built the Ark's mothership around her. And that's what the big dome in that planet, in that ship is. Oh! Is she on? <laughs> that's... It's crazy. That's fucking nuts! <laughs> so the, the bad guy is Luther, who's trying to take control of her knowledge because she like has infinite knowledge of the universe for some reason because she's a planet and she's anime yeah it's oh it's it's so anime (laughs) so then you encounter theodore who is luther's kind of right hand man you fight him and then his girlfriend shows up who had died but you also went back in time to save her in a previous mission so he starts freaking out going no it's not true he's dead you're dead and she's walking towards him as he throws fireballs at her. Oh my god! And she gets up close and hugs him, and he starts crying, and they're like, oh, you're reunited now. So then you go to where Luther is, and, oh god, I don't even remember this part. Like, Shion is there, and she's naked, because anime. Good, yeah. And then, like, he seals, he steals her power, and then you fight him and, like, beat it out of him. But then, there was a line earlier in the in the previous mission, I think, Two three or two four, it doesn't matter. Where a character named Sarah told you we're building a better arcs, very mysterious because mm-hmm. there was corruption in the organization. So we're going to build a better arcs. Eventually, somehow, it goes to a cut scene. Space cracks open. Oh my god! Kind of like in Gurren Lagann, like almost exactly like that. Space cracks open, and a second arcs mothership comes flying out. What? And they have revealed that they have another sentient planet ready to take Xion's memories in so that Luther can't get them. Oh my god. <laughs> and then Luther just turns into a nar- new Dark Fowls and you fight him. What? And- Where is Coffee in the middle of all this? Why Coffee. is she not there kind of being like, yo, this doesn't make fucking sense. Stop it. <laughs> Every one of you. I'm turning this quest around. Yeah, Coffee's not it. That There's bums me out. Very few characters that aren't in this quest, but she's one of them. She had the good sense to stay at home that day. Yeah, because then you beat Dark Fells, Luther, who's who. It's like a Japanese pun where they say his name Lutha, and then yeah. turns into Dark Fells, Luza. Yeah, because it's like a similar kind yeah. of sound. Doesn't work as well in English. Not quite. But then you evacuate the arc, the current Ark's mothership, and like it grows wings and flies away because. Because anime, and because you can't actually defeat bosses in this game because they just show up every three hours. Yeah. But it's just like, man, what just happened? They just threw everything Everything. at the wall for this one quest. It's so weird because all the other quests are like these really straightforward, like area cutscene, area boss cutscene. Right. And then this one is just this two hour long marathon of everything and it has checkpoints i actually died once in it and thankfully you can resume basically where you were but man (laughs) that's that story mode goes places it does it does go places because now i'm 10 years in the past and meeting matoy from back then oh my god because i know what she is now yeah it's it's weird. <laughs> God. That is so weird. So, 
if one thing is actually keeping me on PSO2 right now, it's story mode. Yeah, it's just like, a, you know, this this kind of trash game, at least it's got <laughs> some really awesome redeeming qualities there. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like, I'm not going to play it ever again, but, no. but no. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. It's kind of, I just did not expect this level of crazy. Right, yeah. And it, it sucks that the Matterboard, the, the thing you use to unlock story missions, is so fucking boring. Oh, God. Like, oh. the Matterboard for 2-6 is literally, like, one, get this item, and then, like, 11 cutscenes in a row. Oh, God. But then to get each cutscene, you have to go down to a planet and find the thing, and it's just like, oh, you're, like, making this three times longer than it needs to be. Well, then it needs to be, but then again, this is a game that is really strapped for content somehow yeah. three years after its launch. It's so weird how they do these update videos, and it makes it look like so much, so much stuff is coming. Yeah, and then you and actually that... play that content, and it's over in 40 minutes. Or you, you play the content, and you realize, oh, wait, it was just like 20 hats. Yeah. <laughs> they made an update video for, like, look at these three new costumes and two hats. We're adding leggings that are purple. Oh, shit. <laughs> Back on board. Yeah. Back on board. And then they had that episode four trailer that's like, you can wear two bodysuits at once now. What? Okay. Because body paint is like the thing, like the shorts that you can put on, yeah. on your costumes. You can like do two at once now. So you could have like shorts and a tattoo. Wow. Yeah. But they still won't fix the layering issue with panties. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> The layering issue with panties. Well, it, it's like if you wear a bodysuit, it goes on underneath your costume, but the costume might include, like, bright white panties yeah. that show up over that, and it looks terrible. It's really dumb. And when this half the outfits are, like, designed to be, like, Panty Shot City. Yeah. Like, it's really bad. It's, like, not something I should be complaining about, but, like... <laughs> It's like, is it really a layering issue? Nah. It looks so bad, though. It does! I mean, I guess they don't give a shit about how it looks because they let you just wear, like, four hats at once and they just all clip through each other. (laughs) Three hats a day. Or just, like, wearing rappy earmuffs in your ears just stick through them. Didn't we do, like, three hats a day or three glasses a day or something really stupid? It was three hats day. I think. Yeah, we did three hats, and like Chelsea wouldn't do it at first, <laughs> and then we eventually broke her down. I was like, "Fuck it!" <laughs> and then we were all just running around with three hats because I'm I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, and the hats in that game are completely terrible too. They're like giant pope hat, and then like the phone phone bell thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a silly game. What a game. It is amazing the characters people make now because they've had like two years to just buy the exact perfect items they need. Yeah. Like, you'll see people like look who look exactly like Samus from Metroid and stuff or like Toho characters that are just oh, man. perfect. Yeah, spot on. Because they, they have like bonnets now. Yeah. So you can just make any Toho if you have enough money and stuff. Yeah, you just got to buy a bonnet. That's all you need for a Toho character. But I, I just mean like I've seen like characters – Named Vermilia that have like a bonnet and bat wings, right? And, right. Like a pink dress. It looks really good. Like I saw a Yukari with a, fo- I guess a Fomarl dress and like a, bl- uh, I'm blanking. Umbrella, whatever. Parasol. Hmm. I just see a lot of characters. I go, damn, they look perfect. 
And like yeah, every over Amelia right now, that really is just spot on. Yeah. And then like everyone else is just like, I'm an angel girl with bat wings or something. And boobs. Oh yeah, and I'm like two feet tall with giant boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a silly game with a silly story that I really, really enjoy. Yeah, that's that's an enjoyable place for that story to go. Yeah. And that's just the like the midway point of episode two. Oh my that's, god. That's not even the end. <laughs> I think there's like three more chapters after that. Because like I said, I'm back in time now. I somehow decided to go back in time ten years. And your character's still like this weird mute the whole time. You right? t- It's weird. Like, they give you dialogue options and they show your character kind of emoting things. Yeah. But you never actually, like, feel like they talk. Because, mm. like, the character emoting is really stilted and janky. Yeah. And sometimes, like... Like, I won't be able to do it because this is a podcast, but, like, they'll, like, swing their arms up and, like, to show shock. Oh. Like, really overacting because they don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. And I've also played uh, a little bit of Wolfenstein The Old Blood. Oh, did you you play The New Order? No, I didn't. Oh, because I know The New Blood is a standalone kind of edition. Yeah, it's a standalone prequel, actually. It takes place in 1946, but like in an alternate timeline where the war isn't over yet. Oh. And I think he like gets sent to the future at the end of this. Right. To be for the new order. So it's kind of weird that you can play them in either order, but that's nice. But yeah, this is a very just solid ass first person shooter. And I haven't played one of those in a long time. Yeah, like the new, the new order is a game that. It's very high on my want-to playlist because I've heard nothing but just glowing praise about that game. And also just the fact that it's so surprising that it was that good. Yeah, it feels really good to shoot dudes. That's really nice. And there's giving. Yeah, especially since you had that really bad experience with Lost Planet 3 last time. Oh, I had so much to say about that game. And then I got onto the podcast and was just like, fuck that game. It's not worth talking about. Because I could probably say more about Lost Planet 3 than the new, the old blood, right? Honestly. Because you just have so much to complain about there. (laughs) It was just so mediocre, and the PC port was a mess. Where it's like, there were times... Okay, I'm talking about Lost Planet 3 now, but fuck it. Alright, go for it. There were times where, like, on the console version, you'd obviously spin the left analog in a circle to do certain things. Yeah. And on the keyboard prompt, it would literally say, press WASD to spin. But then that's not actually what you have to do. You just have to mash F because they probably realized somewhere in testing that you can't spin a circle on a keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) So they just changed it to just press F, but didn't actually change the text on the screen. Oh my god! How does that get through test? Oh, it wasn't tested. I don't know. And then there's shit like, look at your keyboard right now. Do you see the P button on the far right? Yeah. That's not a good button for a pickup item on the ground. If I'm using my mouse, no. No, it's not. Not at all. I'm constantly taking my hand off the mouse to hit P to pick up stuff. It's like... That's really dumb. That's really weird. It felt like that joke I made a while ago, or didn't end up making, of, like, 
an alternate version of press space to win where you have to press every button on the keyboard to do something. Yeah. This felt like that because it's, sometimes it's like, and now press V to do this and press F to do this, press Q here. I'm just like, fucking, how many buttons does this goddamn game have? Press Shift 3 and F7 to reload. Because oh, then there's like mech combat in that game, but it's, mm. it's like one step above a QTE where like you're really just kind of waiting for very specific moments to happen and it's like okay press q to grab the guy now press mouse one press mouse two tap e here oh, and just God. not very fun so lost planet three i would give a miss but i said that last week so wolf and sign the, the old blood <laughs> wolf and sign the old blood is fun yeah this is and, just a game i'm so stoked to get around the yeah. playing at some point yeah i definitely want to play the new order but this was cheaper yeah at the moment because what was it? I think Green Man Gaming, they're getting rid of like their store credit that you can earn. Yeah. So I, they sent me an email. They're like, you got 625 to use or it's going by the end of November. And then I happened to see this was on sale for like about as much as I had. So I'm like, oh, I could pick this up for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. That seems worth it. Yeah. Because I was going to buy Zombie U, but then they ran out of fucking keys. That's so weird that a That's... digital storefront can run out of copies of something. Yeah. So, t- suck it, Ubisoft. I bought this instead. <laughs> Sounds like you're having a damn good time with it. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's really nice. I really like the first half, and then there's a turn towards the end. Uh-oh. I don't. I think they did mention it on the Bombcast. Mm-hmm. There are zombies in the second half. Well, yeah. <laughs> and they're not as fun to fight, because they just kind of walk towards you. That's kind of like at the end of every Uncharted where, like, the last three or four chapters introduce, like, uh, a, yeah. an enemy type that is, you know... Fucking bullshit. Yeah, they're always bullshit. It's just like, oh, it's a one-hit kill enemy that is supernatural and, oh, yeah. good. Yeah, these aren't, like, that. They're actually too easy, really, where it's just, like, the game is actually much harder than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of expected Wolfenstein just based on it kind of its legacy to, to be kind of an open run and gun thing. Yeah. And it's almost Call of Duty's levels of if you get caught in the, out in the open, you're fucking dead. Yeah. Like, you die real goddamn fast if, like, more than one enemy is shooting you. So, And then there's parts where, like, you're hiding behind cover and just flanking, like, 20 guys and, like, can get really intense. And then it goes to, like, here's a couple zombies walking at you. It's not it's, very It's tough. so spoopy. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very weird turn. Even though the part where I'm... So I haven't quite finished it. I'm pretty close to the end. Where I'm at now, for some reason, when I kill a guy, there's a chance they'll just explode into fire and turn into a zombie. Oh. So it kind of keeps you on your toes. Like, That's kind of cool. Is this guy dead or... Oh, fuck, he's got a second life now. He just Resident Evil Ford me. Yeah, basically. Or like... Crimson Heads or something. God, those Plagas that could pop out and instantly oh, kill yeah. you. God, what dicks! <laughs> were they instant kills? There were a couple of types that were instant kills. Christ. So, Man, yeah, Resident that's... Evil 4 got away with a lot of instant kill shit, didn't it? Because <laughs> usually that kind of stuff just drives me up a wall. But mm-hmm. Resident yeah. Evil 4 has a shit ton of instant kills. Doesn't that get a checkpoint, though? Yeah, it's got really good checkpointing. Like, like it's not like the other other Resident Evil games where you'd you be died, going back to a typewriter. Lotus... Oh, God. 
Speaking of, oh, we actually lost like twenty five minutes of progress. <laughs> was it that much? I wasn't quite. It was attention. a long way back. She had oh, really? not. She had not saved in a while. She had to redo one boss fight in order to get back to another Jeez. one. Yeah, I think I was admittedly just listening and not really watching the game. <laughs> That's where all the entertainment was, anyway. Yeah, it, I'll be honest, it kind of was. There was very little discussion relating to the game itself. <laughs> it was mostly just Ashley being a real dick to me. <laughs> I, she was so rude. I, couldn't I know. Even... I'm never inviting you on again. Yeah, on my own stream. God. We've got 5396 viewers right now. <laughs> Nobody's going to get any of this. (laughs) I'm sure she listens to the podcast. Oh, I bet. Hashtag rash. (laughs) That's my OTP. (laughs) So that's that's what I've been up to. Wow. Not a lot of people up to a lot of stuff because I haven't really been up to a whole lot myself. I got a couple of games I can talk about, but I don't think either of them are really, you know super important or anything um <laughs> they uh the first one i played is uh this is a game that i saw giant bomb do a quick look of a while back and i never bought it because twenty dollars seemed a little high for what they were wanting and, and what this game does but i played the, uh, the marvelous mistake um if you can't tell the name mm-hmm. is kind of a pun oh oh because because she's she's a she's a thief and her last name is take so she she takes things. Oh wait, I thought it was like mistake. But you're you know, and a mistake has also led to your parents' stash of paintings being stolen. Oh okay. So double what, entendre. Yeah, oh, I see wait. what they're doing there, and that <laughs> I kind of see. <laughs> kind of makes sense. Ash, catch them! You've got to catch them all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but this is basically just kind of a really, uh, kind of a bare bones stealth game that I don't know why it interested me so much. And that, you know, like I picked up, I picked it up in a bundle, thankfully. Um, cause I, I, I in no way think this game is worth $20. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just a really bare bones stealth game where you run around levels and you have to you know, pilfer all of your family's paintings back and then get to the exit uh, without getting seen. And, and and they do, like, the game does a lot of interesting things with it. Like, you get, like, cool little noisemaker gadgets, uh, a teleporter you can throw on the ground and just instantly warp to. Um, and there are a couple of extra characters you unlock um, as you advance the story that have, like, differing abilities that sort of, like, they they aren't quite as capable as uh, Ms. Take herself. Uh, you've got a dude that uh, he's got a bum leg and he walks on a cane so he can't run, but he's got like this cool little noisemaker that he can throw um, and it can distract guards, but the catch is also he won't leave the level without get retrieving that because it's a precious family heirloom. Um, uh, and the same thing happens with uh, Miss Take's hat. Uh, if she loses her hat, she won't leave the level without it so you've got to like get back in and get it she'll usually drop her hat like if somebody sees you and you lead them on a chase but like if you get out of the way like the level won't immediately game over you or anything that's cool Um, and, and like 
I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with this game. It's just for some reason, I, I played it for about an hour and a half or two hours. It just wasn't grabbing me in the way that I thought it would because I really, I really do like stealth games. Um, and it's, it's decent enough. And like, you know, I think it's something I'll probably go back to, um, at some point, but it just wasn't doing a whole lot for me for some reason. And I can't really figure out why. And I'm, I, I, I think I know why. Why's that? Cause it's not Mark of the Ninja is that's, what it sounds like. That's a good point. Uh, it's just like, hard to come back from basically a, the perfect stealth game in 2d mm-hmm. well the thing is it's like mistake kind of uses a lot of the same um indicators as mark of the ninja does like mark of the ninja makes excellent use of your screen by like not obstructing you with like a hud or anything it's just like they're just like little in- like you can see enemies vision cones and you can see like represented how much noise you're making when you take a step or something and if like your and if your noise circle crosses, you know, a guard, like they'll be alerted, and like mistake uses a lot of the same things. So when you take off running, you're making a lot more noise, um, mm-hmm. and it's got like dogs that can sniff you out and and things like that. Like, it seems like it's doing a lot of stuff right, and it's taking its a, a lot of inspiration from the right places, but. I don't know why that game's just not like doing it for me right now. Um, you know, it might be something I have to come back to, uh, or something like maybe it just like wasn't in the mood for that game to wow me. Like I was kind of hoping it would. Um, but you know, right now I've just, I just kind of feel no, uh, immediate urge to go running back to it. Uh, I'll keep it installed and we'll see how it goes, uh, for the rest of the year. But Eh, I, I I imagine there will probably be other things taking up my time uh, between, you know, the time that I want to actually play that uh, again yeah. at some point. And maybe this weird disappointment won't be so fresh in my mind. And I don't even know if I'd call it disappointment. It's just, no, I like what you're doing, game. Maybe I just, I don't want to do what you're doing right now. You know, maybe that's just it. Hmm. Um, that makes and, sense. And, um... I know I said I wouldn't play a day and date game uh, day <laughs> one, but I ended up buying and playing a significant portion, uh, about 11 or 12 hours of uh, Hyper Dimension Neptunia 3, uh, Hyper Dimension Woo! Neptunia Rebirth 3, V Century, V Generation. V, G- v Generation now for some reason. Yeah, that was weird. Out. I did a stream last night and it wouldn't let me enter V Generation for some reason. I was like, what's going on? Like, that's the name of the game. I'm looking at it right now. And it was like, oh no, it's listed as V Century. And then when I looked up, like, all the press releases saying the game was coming to America, it said V Century. Somehow it got changed at the last minute, apparently. So it's like, I, I think Rhett was probably on, like, the right line of thinking where he said that, like, in order to keep it in line with the series, since the second was subtitled Sister's Generation, maybe they just went with the generation to kind of keep some yeah. naming consistency there. Did they call the uh, Vita version Generation as well, or is that one Century? I think it's also Generation. Because uh, I, I thought that would have been a weird thing yeah. to change for just I mean, the Steam version. I could look at the box art right now, but... Eh, it's not that important. But um, this is more Neptunia, uh, and this is <laughs> yes, and this is way more back uh, to more Neptunia. Whereas uh, 
Rebirth 2 was a bit disappointing in a lot of ways, like the cast of characters, or as more specifically, just having <laughs> Netgear in uh, the driver's seat was not interesting. You've got Neptune kind of taking the main role again, along with uh, John's waifu, Plutia, who has previously been a downloadable character. Woo! Um, and she's like this sweet, cute, little, innocent girl who runs around the battlefield wearing little little bunny slippers and it's kind of funny and really adorable uh who when she transforms into a hard drive divinity mode turns into just a sadomasochist <laughs> um <laughs> and she's an endlessly entertaining character uh you know that split but you know like it's not uncommon in anime to see this kind of a split in a character but i think the localization kind of handles it really well um and again like this game's I think just consistently have really good writing to them uh, when they're uh, localized. I, I think that they do a good job of making those characters talk in a way that is distinct. Uh, especially, like I, I, like, I think Neptune just has some of the most fun lines of dialogue just because she has a very distinct way of speaking that they kind of play up a lot where she makes up words and adjectives yeah. for things. And it's it's always just kind of really funny. Um, and, and it, and that- and that's like not in the Japanese at all. Yeah, I guess she's where... more straight laced in uh, the Japanese version. I think the way I've heard it described is that her way of speaking is really unique in Japanese, mm-hmm. but like not like her actual words she's saying. So they kind of punch it up in English to have her be more flourishy with her language. Yeah, she's very energetic and just throwing words in that, you know, it's, it's like she's not dumb, but she's dumb. <laughs> she's dumb. She's really dumb. Um, there's a reason we equate Ashley to her a lot. Oh, don't worry. Ashley is very much on board. She's <laughs> accepted the neptness within herself. Um, but this game is actually uh, a really cool improvement uh, to a lot of this. Like, whereas they could have just like done the same thing they did with the first two games and just like, well, here's the same game, just with a different story. I think that they've made a lot of... Uh, poignant changes to uh, exploration, the combat system, how its systems work. Um, I think that they've made a lot of those changes for the better. They've It's sort of like ease of living kind of changes. Like um, in the previous games, like when you're exploring a dungeon and you want to search for hidden items, you have to keep mashing a button to send out this search wave. <laughs> And hopefully you'll find something. And when you do that, it's got this really annoying sound effect coupled with it. So you're just running through a dungeon doing that all the time. Um, but Rebirth 3 is uh, chain- exchanged that with uh, invisible Mario blocks. So you can just be like running around and you can like sort of like see their shadow on the ground or you can spot them in the environment because they're kind of transparent and you can just like bonk your head on them and get the <laughs> items inside and your characters react in really cute ways to it when you do it. Like they're actually acknowledging that it hurts to bump your head Aww. on a block and it's kind of funny. Uh, I think oh, I have a migraine now. I like I like Neptune's reaction is just like rude. <laughs> like she's <laughs> scolding you for doing it. Weird. That's really cute. Um, but, um, like, the battle system, like, the way that, like, like they've completely gotten rid of the, uh, EXE drive gauge, which is something you, you'd kind of, like, have to, like, basically, by the time you got to an end of a dungeon, you'd want that as high as you could get it for a boss, because you're going to be using X drives and stuff, and, and your X finishers in combat, and you want to have those available. Now every character has, like, 
an SP bar that is like uh, that you can store up to a thousand points in that you use to use their EXE drive, do special transformations, and um, um, to cast. I said cast spells, right? <laughs> Yeah, so it's like everything is in this bar now. Everything is in that bar, and every character's is specific. So it's just like, and it's and it's cordoned off into like four sections of two hundred and fifty points a piece. So like you know, like certain X finishers will require you to have level two. So you would need five hundred SP to use it, but you don't use mm-hmm. SP when using X finishers. You just need to have that number of points in order to do the finisher. Whereas if you need to use like uh, a healing spell or something, that comes out of your SP pool, uh, and it's easy to g- enough to gain back. You can just like attack enemies and get it. I believe you gain some when enemies attack you as well. So uh, uh-huh. it keeps it really fairly well balanced. You never have to worry about running out of magic points because you can always just get them back by you know. Throw out, throw out a quick rush attack or something. Um, if a character dies in combat now, like they will still get a turn, even though they're face, you know, they're face, fla- <laughs> they're face, face flat face. Yeah, even though they've completely face planted, um, and you can use their turn uh, to switch out to the character that you have on the back row. Uh, so you know, like it's no longer just like oh, you skipped your turn because that character's dead. You can either use another character to revive that character, or you can just switch out and have a fresh character uh, come in. And, like, that character won't be able to switch out because you'll be switching yeah. out to a dead character. Um, so that's, that's really cool. And it's a re- Specifically, that dead character one is so nice. Yeah, it really is. Um, like just before I, it's like, I'm not even going to heal this character because they're going to die, so I'll just swap them out before they die, and this eliminates mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Having yeah. a waste. Yeah, it's like you do, like, use a turn to call in your other character, but that's the way the switching mechanic works anyway. Yeah. So it's it's not that big a deal. It's not like you're losing much having to call someone in if you don't want to take time to pull that character up off of their face. Um, the Stella's Dungeon is back. This is like just oh a, boy. This is an <laughs> this is like an automatic real time dungeon thing that happens in the background. You send a character off into this 100, 200, 304 tower, and the idea is you know like in real time. You just go out and do things while she's doing her thing, and eventually you'll get a pop-up that says Stella has returned, and you go in, and you can get free items, you know, for your main party, and then items to outfit Stella with. Um, They've moved that to the main menu, so you don't have to go all the way back to town to initiate it, so you can just, like, pop into your menu at any time to see how Stella's doing, or to send her out on another expedition, so that's really cool. Um, Is her dungeon just one, like, huge tower now? Uh, it, like, the, like, the one that I was doing last night was Area 2. Like, I had already completed the first. Oh. Uh, so I don't know if it's meant to be the same dungeon, or if it's like, oh, well, here's a new dungeon or whatever. Like, I, I don't think the conceit really matters. Yeah. Well, because in the second game, it was like every dungeon that you unlocked, you would then unlock for Stella. Yeah, and you just got to, yeah. really grindy, like, completing all of them to unlock everything. And, like... I gave up doing that about halfway through chapter two in, oh, uh, in, so, yeah. in Rebirth 2. But uh, in Rebirth 3, they incentivize it a lot more because um, in the other Rebirth games, you get plans that will allow you to change the items or the enemies in a dungeon or to just change a dungeon entirely. Um, and you would basically find those... Um, you would find them in the dungeon... Uh, that you are expanding, but now it seems that most of those are relegated um, 
to Stella's dungeon, so you're incentivized more mm. to just pop into the menu every once in a while and send her off because she'll probably find a plan um, to do that. And I and uh, I think that they've even streamlined um, dungeon plans as well uh, because uh, it used to be that you would be like change items or change monsters but now there's like uh change dungeon and big change dungeon um so oh, it geez. seems so so it seems to handle it all in one fell swoop because uh, i've got a few dungeons that are upgraded to big change and it seems that that changes not only the items that you find but the uh the uh the super difficult monsters that don't pursue you but you can fight mm-hmm. them like it changes those up a lot um, and a couple of the ones that I saw, like of, for the early dungeons, seems like you're gonna probably wanting to come back like way late game to do those bigger changes. <laughs> um, These systems are always so weird to me. They're like, so weird. Trying to, ex- to find everything is such a pain. Yeah, it's it's. It, 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 but the cool thing is that this game has also added um, a way that tracking down items that you need to find isn't that hard anymore. So basically, like. When you get a plan and it says you need X amount of this kind of material, you can press a button to go in and look at that material, and it'll tell you what enemy drops that material, if it's at a gathering point, and it'll tell you what dungeon they're in, and if you need to have changed the dungeon to do it. Um, That's pretty extensive. Yeah, and then there, there are also like other little things that like keep grinding from feeling bad. Like Every character has a... Just a ridiculous set of challenge, personal challenges, where it'll be like, do your victory pose ten times, do your victory <laughs> pose twenty times, run fifteen hundred kilometers, <laughs> things like that. But the thing is, it's just like, as you play the game, you just keep seeing these pop ups pop up all the time. So it's like you always feel like you're kind of like playing and always advancing, even if you don't do a lot when you boot the game up to play for like 30 minutes it'll be like oh well you know hey I did these challenges and my characters improve a little bit because every time you complete one of those little challenges those little passive challenges or whatever you get uh, a bit uh, you know attributes added to your characters overall stats so you know it's you know it's nothing that I think anybody needs to go out of their way and grind to do because a lot of them just sort of happen on their own Uh, like you get like there are challenges for just never being in combat and characters will get (laughs) bonus points for that. Or, you know, um, or being in like the second slot of a coupling, you know, it's like, Oh, well you get, you know, that's your challenge there. So everybody's always kind of getting little power ups and whatever. And I I think that like, along with the fact that I'm enjoying the story and the characters a lot more, I really, really like what they've done with the, like just the, the ease of living, um, yeah. uh, uh, improvements that they've made to rebirth three, because they could have easily just taken rebirth one and two and just made the third game that again. Um, but I think that they've done a lot of really smart things, uh, that, that, that keep it, um, fun and interesting and I'm super looking forward to like what more that game offers as I continue yeah. uh, to play it so yeah that game's pretty rad pretty rad and also uh, if you buy that game go ahead and get the DLC it's like 99 cents it might be a bit more now I, I don't think know it's still 99 but that 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 thing is a beast of a DLC it gives you like 10 characters or something um, <laughs> 
like when I booted up the game for the first time and started new game, I literally got 18 pages of stuff that the game was telling oh me it had added. God. And there's a lot of stuff that you don't get until you unlock the true ending. Oh, that's so a this bit game silly. Is, this game's big. It's got a lot of stuff, and you can add a lot more to it. Uh, I mean, I guess the only real problem with the DLC characters is they don't really fit into the narrative anymore. Uh, because a lot of them are characters from Rebirth 2, uh, and and they had significant roles in that game. And it's just kind of weird to see them pop up. It's just like, oh, hey, Neptune, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? I'm going to join your party now. Okay. I'm not going to have any role in any of the scenes or anything, but I'm here. Uh, and the, I think the weirdest one is, like, when the main plot point of this game happens and you get thrown back to the 1980s, like you can't contact Eastwar anymore because, you know, she's in your world and you don't know that if there's an Eastwar in the 1980s. So, but she, <laughs> but she's a DLC character. That's you, really stupid. And that's really stupid that you get immediate access to her. <laughs> I almost feel like I want to wait a bit before unlocking that. Cause it seems like it kind of breaks the early game, honestly. Yeah. I've, like, I'm only just like, um, I think the only DLC character I've really been using is Marvelous AQL. Uh, like, some of the others are just, like, kind of stupidly overpowered. Like, um, I was using K last night, and, like, her attack is something like three times the normal of what any of my other characters, including DLC characters, have right now. So it's just like, wow, that's really a little overbalanced. But they don't have anything really stupid, like... Um, uh, Neptunia Rebirth 2 had like, oh. a, a downloadable content pack that you got, but it gave Nepgear uh, like, these end-of-the-game weapons like as soon as you turned the game on. Yeah, that was so stupid. So that was just really dumb. But there's nothing like that. Nothing that absurd. Um, there are things that you can buy for some of the DLC characters that pop up in the store. Like, um, I think Isti's ultimate weapon is a strategy guide. <laughs> um, and it pushes her magic attack through the roof, but it costs like it's either 90,000 or 900,000 credits. I can't remember. Uh, but it's just like way out of your range. You're never going to buy that. Um, Do you know which characters you'd have without the DLC right now? Uh, just... I want to say you would have Neptune, Plutia, um, Noir. Noir um, Neptune, Noir... I think it's just those three. Yeah, it's just so weird to see you with, like, the whole eight-person party already. And it's, like, six more characters on the bench. Yeah, it, it it's kind of absurd, and I'm only using those characters, like, when it fits my fancy, really. It's just like, I like Marvelous. I think she's yeah. adorable. She's adorable, so I just always throw her in. And she's a ninja, and I like ninjas. I, I just like playing these games as the developer intended. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's so <laughs> weird in the first game when you buy Plutia... It like completely changes kind of the meta of the early game. It having really a second does. Dealer. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I haven't really interacted with her at all because I know it's this weird side character. Yeah, but she's so DLC. good. She's so good. Wait till you get Just keep her. Keep that in mind. Wait till you get her X drive. <laughs> Such good stuff. But yeah, is the air? Hmm? Is there any re- anything other DLC I should get besides the Plutia DLC? I in the first game, I that old so. Uh, I would I would okay. skip I would skip Pesci. I don't think she's all that interesting. Oh, that's right. She's in. You're gonna find her eventually in Victory, right? Yeah, yeah. She's. I know she's in the story as well. She's PC Engine. 
Yeah, Pishi. That's right. Pishi. <laughs> Good God, these Isn't games. Isn't there a character? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, in, in, great. in 1 and 3, she's modeled after Adol. Um, no, wait. Yeah, uh, she looks like she has Adol's she has armor. She has short red hair. She has short red hair and she has Adol's armor. And in uh, 2, she's uh, um, designed after someone from uh, Trails in the Sky. That's so cool. weird because in 2, she makes constant references, references to ease. Yeah, she makes constant references to having amnesia or, or uh, having bad luck with boats. Or like her her friend Doggy. Yeah. Like it's or Doggy. Even... She calls him Doggy. Yeah. Oh my God. This game's great, y'all. Seriously, like. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm gonna blow y'all's minds. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. So the main the main four groups of people in Neptunia, right, are like Microsoft, Sony, um, Sega, and Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Just all yeah. all Neptunia up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Neptunia represents Sega because of the Sega Neptune. Right? Yeah. 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 Which got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so Microsoft released an operating system called Windows XP mm-hmm. in 2001. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that, that operating system was codenamed um, for development and was being called in development? If you tell me Vert, I'm going to punch you. Neptune. What? Really? Yeah. Yes. That's really so, fucking Nept- weird. Neptune is a Windows is a Microsoft idea too. It's oh, just wow. right there on the wiki page. That's began really development in the late 1990s as Neptune. That's really cool. Yeah, isn't it? Um, this but is really weird because Microsoft the, is also a character in that game. The wiki I'm seeing says Neptune l- largely resembles Windows 2000, not XP. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I'm enjoying Rebirth 3 um, a, a lot more mm-hmm. than I am, too. Uh, I, still th- I, still th- I still think that these games are adorable and a lot of fun. And even with their shortcomings, like, yes, this game does have the same problem of, oh, look, it's that factory dungeon again. <laughs> at this point, it's, they have it's, to know. Yeah, it's it's just to be expected at this point. And I think that there's enough meaningful changes made to the combat system and the other systems that, like, I think that these games are definitely worth checking out. If you like really just things that don't take themselves too seriously and you like cute little anime girls and all that fun stuff, like, give Neptunia, let Nep-Nep into your heart. They're very light mm-hmm. RPGs. It really... It really seems like the essential appeal is that they're sweet. Yeah, you know, they're they're there's not they don't take themselves super seriously. It's never like super world ending. Like the consequences, like yeah, they're they're they kind of set it up like that. But you've got these characters that are just never taking it seriously whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. and they know they're in a video game, so it's just like whatever. <laughs> You know, they're always talking about event flags or game bugs <laughs> or, or being meta or being meta or <laughs> or reusing assets. Serious. Oh, and like this game actually has 3D cutscenes too, which is like we haven't seen in the the Reverse series other than like the start of two. Like like last night, one. last night when I was streaming, uh we ran into like a pretty elaborate 
3D cutscene, and in Rebirth 3, I've seen like three or four of those so far. So the production values are at least a little higher this time the, around. It was so funny seeing that in the same goddamn factory again. In the same goddamn factory. Hey, guys. Yeah. Windows NT. Mm-hmm. Windows Neptune. <laughs> Mother <laughs> fuck. Neptune was the successor to NT, actually. Son oh of a god. bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh I don't want to trace this anymore because I'm a sw- <laughs> I swear it's going to lead us to chemtrails. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, and that's... Microsoft had an operating system in the Dreamcast. Yeah, Windows CE. And then they moved all the... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Windows CE? <laughs> Neptune? <laughs> CE? <laughs> Neptune? Huh? Uh, you get it? But yeah, if, anyway. If you reverse CE, it says EC, <laughs> which stands for E cup, which is vert. <laughs> Son of a bitch. 109. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. I can't really think of been into so i guess what that will move on so ret yes i hear you got some news for me i got some news all right news, news so big my dad actually heard about this one wow really yeah i go did you hear that bullshit and he goes oh i did activision blizzard acquired king digital entertainment the makers of candy crush saga for $5.9 billion. That's, that is a ludicrous number. I don't Can you drop some of the comparison numbers you, you gave me oh. to help contextualize that? I think Minecraft was like $2.5 billion to Microsoft. And Star Wars and Marvel were like $4 billion <laughs> each to <laughs> Disney. I have uh, I have some numbers that you can compare as well, actually. I came oh, really? prepared. I came prepared. Okay, now the no- first number I want you to compare this with, because this is a- amazing, is 14. Okay. Okay, now let's try Four- 300, now let's try 342. Okay. Okay, now 109. <laughs> uh-huh. 1,643.71. Ooh, going into the non-integers here. See, um... I told you, I have numbers that we could compare that to. And it's true. boom, there you go. Numbers. I Wait, got that's it. where you come to the SoxCast every two weeks for the hot <laughs> number compare and action. Boom. I think it's going to be a new segment where we just compare numbers to each other. Hey, Polly, what do you think about 4 versus 12? I like 12 because it's just like a nice round number. And it's, you know, a little... 4 is not a round number? It's a round number, but I kind of like, I think 12 kind of rolls off the tongue a little more. And like, I like that, like when you say 12th, there's like 18 consonants there in a row. <laughs> four, because it's just kind of aggressive. It's like, four, four, I, I'm the number four. And it means death in some language. Yes. Were we no. all thinking that? I feel yeah. like we were all thinking we that. We were all thinking that. Waiting to work that in, just... Just got to get that Japanese anime <laughs> knowledge in there. I don't. I let Rhett have it because that's kind of his thing. Yeah. So five point <laughs> nine goddamn billion dollars for Candy Crush Saga. 
Oh, they're getting Olive King, whatever that means. Who cares? It's Candy Crush. They should just call themselves King Crush Saga. Who fucking cares? That would actually they, be what I. You would can't say. use the name Saga, and yeah, we've trademarked sue. that. So, so we just call it Unlimited. <laughs> we call it Panzer Dragoon. Oh wait. <laughs> we just call it Frontier. <laughs> Whoo! This joke doesn't have legs. Somebody save us. <laughs> It's just the arrogance to go, you can't use Saga in a video game when it's been done for 30 years. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck you, seriously. God. And, and you're handing that kind of power to somebody like fucking Activision. I can't get worse, can no. it? <laughs> no, it really can't. I'm just like, you know what? Just let this be the anchor that drags them down. Yeah. Because I just don't get it because, like, what has Angry Birds done lately? Like, these mobile companies just seem to be kind of sinking because they don't know how to come up with a second hit. Yeah. So, when Candy Crush bursts, what do they have? Yeah. 5.9 billion. It's fucking... When you've eaten all that candy, when you've eaten all that candy and there's none left in the bag, what do you got? You ain't got got no Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, I'll tell you that. I don't fucking call of duty bucks we've got two more bags of reese's peanut butter cups so we bought them for halloween dude send them my way i will give them a good home in my tummy there was even a bag in the kitchen that wasn't opened (gasps) i do have doritos in the kitchen that aren't open actually (laughs) (gasps) Anna never buys doritos she just gets ruffles which are also pretty good (laughs) (laughs) oh you're getting bitched out now I used to love Doritos as a kid, and then I eat them now. It's like these suck. That's why. What? That's why I like. I make a ghetto taco salad with them, like oh, you know, ground beef. Ground beef. You well, get that okay, up. You're, I'm out. <laughs> you season that up really well. You cook it up, and then you get you some lettuce, tomato, like all the stuff that you love in a taco salad. And then you take the Doritos and smush them up, and just mix them all in there. It's good. It's really good. It seems it. like the Doritos aren't required in that, though. Like, you just use any chip. You could. Or any, like, tortilla chip. You, I, I think that Doritos gives it, like, you know, that that Doritos dust that's going to give us all <laughs> that cancer. Tr- yeah, that dust. That it's, that, it's that dust, baby. Cheese powder. That cheese powder that just gets stuck to, Look, like, the tongue in the roof of your mouth for hours. When you get a new bag of Doritos, mm-hmm. and you haven't had Doritos in a while... Like, I've never had them around the house. So every time I get one, it's special. Mm-hmm. And then you open it up, and it pops open. Yes. And you reach in and get that first chip. It just hits There's you. something special it, there. It, just, it hits you so well. It's like losing, your, it's like losing your virginity <laughs> again every time. I don't know. I think I just no, hate No, losing, but that's, that's like, usually kind of painful, bloody and not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just go ahead and stick with the... Can we delicious. not talk about virgin bloodletting? <laughs> on this podcast, please, and about how the first inter- interaction with intercourse may cause it a very, very bloody time, and then you've got all this vaginal fluid mixed with the blood, and it's just kind of like this very unpleasant thing. Can we not talk about that or the intricacies, please? This is a very... Is this a segue? No. Uh, sure! Sure! <laughs> <laughs> we have no follow up. I was gonna say, just make sure you're doing your own laundry. 
asshole. What the fuck? Should we just move on? Yeah, I, I think that, like, none of us care about this Activision. I know. I, just... I, I know that it's, like, the, the big thing. And I think that, you know, obviously Merritt's mentioning, but, like, what are we going to say other than, like, I don't fucking play Candy Crush Saga. I don't give a fuck. I don't play Activision games either. It's just, it's so much money. Like, I'm interested to see how this ends up for them. Yeah, it's going to be it's interesting. such a crazy move. Yeah. Like, that's so much money. I did not think they had that much cash to throw around. Like, I didn't think that that much money existed in the world. Well, <laughs> that's a maybe a bit. Hyperbolic. <laughs> it's in smaller news. Sega has trademarked Valkyria as your revolution. I can't wait to be disappointed. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, at Sega. Oh, I was like, oh yay, and then oh no. Oh. So, on hand one, it's probably going to be a mobile game. Yep. On hand two, Valkyria Chronicles did sell half a million on Steam. Yeah. Like, you'd think they would see potential there for a new entry in the series. I would hope so. Like, even if it is a mobile game and they bring that mobile game to Steam, I, it might be There's worth looking at. Mobile machine. Or even if it's just like, hey, we localized 2 and 3 for Steam. And and we're just calling the entire collection Zero Revolution. Sure, I don't know. Just get the third game over here. Yeah. Wait, there's sequels about the Gearhead Chronicles? Yeah, there's, there are two games. And oh, I think wow. I think that they're kind of weaker though because they're oh, like okay. they move more towards well, like a high school setting and they lose that watercolor. Oh uh, no! Okay, that's pretty... fine. Then I'll just keep... should I just want me to break it down? Break it down. First game was on PS3. Everyone loves it. Absolutely. Second game was on PSP, the yeah. handheld, and it moved to a high school setting and people hate that one. And okay. It, and it came to English, I think. Mm-hmm. It came to English. Great. It, it came to it came... English. But it was on the PSP, and it was an inferior game, so it probably bombed. Yeah. And then the third game never got localized. Nope. It was also on the PSP. Yeah. So, But people th- seem to think that one's much better than two, yeah. at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool to see that game somehow make it over here. And hey, Trails in the Sky second chapter, PSP game in 2015. Never yeah. say never. That's so <laughs> crazy that there are still PSP games being released. God. So it's so funny that they did that. If only I hadn't given my PSP away. <laughs> and not to me. Yeah, not to you. You didn't seem interested. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. It's fine. I did ask you if you wanted it. I don't recall that, but whatever. <laughs> I gave it to my friend Roger. Do you want me to go tell him? Oh no, my friend online wants me to take this back from you. <laughs> this cool this cool Christmas present I gave you with sixteen games. Uh, my friend online decided he's better than you, and he wants it. Well, I mean, part of that's true. It, it, yeah, it's partly, yeah. But yeah, it seems like Sega intends to do something with this Valkyria thing, because now they've let, trademarked it in English mm. it's a, a few mobile game. weeks ago. It's a mobile game. Oh, why would they do that? Because that's all they're doing now. They no, have they, they have they no release... interest. They have no interest in releasing anything other than Sonic games, and then... What are they going to do with Valkyria? This isn't like they're... Yeah, so they figured out the whole making Sonic games? Yeah. But okay. Hey, Lost World came out on Steam, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it sold like 4,000 copies. Yeah. <laughs> so good job not bringing over Vanquisher Bayonetta. <laughs> 
A-plus job, whoever greenlit that fucking shit. Let's bring over the Sonic game that people don't like, but not in a funny, ironic way. <laughs> like, I, I guarantee Sonic Boom would have sold more, because people would be like, wanted to see how broke... Or people mm. would want to mod it to fix it. Mod it to fix it, yeah. Oh, man, imagine a 2006 port oh <laughs> with modding. Oh, my God. <laughs> people that, would fix that game. That game would lose all of its charm, though. Charm. I don't know. The what what the fuck? Charm? Is that the word I'm looking for? That, yes. game wouldn't, that game wouldn't be as fascinating if it wasn't as if, if it wasn't as broken as it is. I don't know. I think a fixed version would be pretty funny as well. Because <laughs> the story is still beyond repair. Oh god, this story is some hot garbage. <laughs> oh god, it's so funny. Realistic Eggman. Oh, oh he's so it, it's gross not... looking. Yeah, yeah. So what other, what other news you got for us, Rhett? Um, Arkham Knight, <laughs> the long-delayed <laughs> PC game, it's back on Steam. Oh, by the way, it's still crap. We and didn't really fix anything. Broken. We didn't fix oh, anything. And they're offering refunds till the end of the year. They're just oh. like, fuck it, we're done, whatever. Just and fine. Like, there's more updates that I saw where they're like, posting instructions on how to get physical refunds if you bought it like in a, at a best buy oh wow. it's like and like how to get refunds on green man gaming and other sites like this is a full 100 percent. i mean this is just short this is refund this is just short of being a recall oh my god it's so weird because then they're also like pimping the season pass at the same time like yeah. but if you are keeping it give us 40 more dollars for this fucking deal i know shit. right just... Oh shit, Rhett! What? I just thought of something! You did? Yeah! You know how we were talking about video games that we played earlier before we moved on to the news segment? Not really, but okay. Yeah, we were actually doing that. John was talking about Dark Souls and you talked about Lost Planet. I and I talked about Hyperdimension Neptunia and the Marvelous Mistake. You remember that? No? Remember? Kinda, kinda, yeah. Yeah, um. <laughs> I, I don't feel know. like that's kind of that's the part of the podcast that's kind of extraneous, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we could, and we could excise that. that, and nobody would care. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, uh, I kind of forgot because I only played like one or two hours. Um, but I, did you guys know that the Binding of Isaac Rebirth Afterbirth came out? Oh, really? What's that? Uh, that is, um, it's an updated expansion to, um, as you might remember, is my game of the year last year, the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. So we go, you know, the next logical step after that is Afterbirth. Um, this is a cute little new expansion. It adds about, I think, like, a, it's around 100, like, new items and a lot of new synergies. Um, oh, I heard it was about 70 new items. Well, that was day one. Uh, day one, there were only about 70 new items in the menu, and then there was a patch a few days later to address that little hiccup. Um, oh, weird. Yeah, so, so like, not counting, like, new collectibles and trinkets and stuff, there's about 110 new items that can, you know, fall on the ground or you can pick up from uh, uh, a pedestal. They've got um, some new enemy types that are cool to play around with and a uh, few new bosses. And, hey, if you, uh, champion versions of Rebirth bosses uh, are in cool. now. Uh, so if you ever wanted to fight a version of the Haunt that spawned double mini haunts <laughs> instead of two, you got four, and then the second, you know, and all that stuff. And he also spits spiders. Hey, check it out. We got one for you. 
do you, do you not like that boss? I think he's actually easier than the haunt because he doesn't have the brimstone laser. <laughs> he just randomly spits out spiders that like are always set to land on you. Oh, weird. So instead of just like spitting them out at a random arc, like he will spit it and like wherever you're standing, that's where its trajectory will be. So it uses like the Z axis a bit <laughs> for its height. Fucking homing spiders. Yeah. So that that's kind of annoying uh, in a bit. <laughs> uh, they went back and they touched up um, some art uh, and animation. Like uh, there are a few items that have uh, new sprites, and they added animation to you actually jumping into the chest instead of just like touching it and warping. Like they, you know, just just some cleanup. Yeah. Uh, a couple new endings, which uh, one of them was bugged out day one, and you couldn't get. Oh, Jesus. Um. Yeah, this game was a bit of a, a, a bit of a mess at first. Uh, and also, if you do get Afterbirth, don't make the same mistake I did and think that it just wiped your save file. Uh, because when you load it up, it's just like, oh, hey, there's three clean files. And that's it. It's like, oh, good. That's great. But then, like, there's, a, there's an import data button at the bottom that will import all three of your save files from the first game. Um, hmm. And they had a weird bug the first day. Also, where some of your progress didn't carry over so i ended up playing like five or six hours and having to like re-import my data after they patched so that my progress would be in step to when i got real platinum god that's that's a pretty big mistake to make yeah like how do you not figure that how do you not see that one in testing are you telling me somebody on the dev team doesn't have real platinum god and didn't notice that their post-it note wasn't filling out properly yeah, it's just it, weird. But uh, but from what I understand, like f- this is par for the course when it relates to Nicholas. <laughs> is that yeah. they release buggy titles, and you know they eventually might get it right. But I imagine with like this being probably the most high profile thing they've worked on, uh, and you know you've got Edmund McMillan behind it, you know they're probably not going to slack off and end up trying to piss him off. I I don't think that it would do them any favors if you know like you know Ed. Is, has talked a lot about wanting to do an actual Isaac sequel. So, you know, I imagine that they would be the first people he would want to tap for something like that, given that he's got a business and uh, a working relationship with them. Um, new character. So uh, what is she like? Because I haven't seen... I mean, maybe I don't want to know, but I haven't seen anything about... So the new Lilith. character is Lilith. Uh, she is a, a, a demon. Uh, and, does she have a quarter circle forward punch? Uh, yes. Fireballs? Okay, <laughs> yes. cool. Uh, um, she is a character that has no eyes, so she can't cry tears. Uh, instead, she has uh, an incubus familiar that fires for her, and she has a box of friends. Uh, she starts with an item called the box of friends, which doubles all of your familiars. Uh, so, uh, and it, um, and that's basically like how you have to attack with her is you've got to line up uh, your familiar shots. Um, and she also has an ability where um, after she takes so much damage, um, and you can actually see her stomach growing, she will uh. she will birth another familiar. Uh, so like, and I think she can do that up to three times. So like, there's advantages kind of like with Samson, where you like like if you can find a way to damage your character, like it can actually benefit you. Um, Lilith really kind of stands out as being a really cool, new, interesting way to play it. I've only finished uh, the game once with her so far because uh, it's a lit- it's a bit to wrap your mind around, and if you don't get good items, it can kind of be a problem. Um, so, like, what does her item do again? 
her her active item doubles her familiars for a room. Uh, for one, okay, for one room. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, you can get double incubus, so you effectively double your rate of fire. Um, and it used to be um, a one room recharge. Well, that makes no sense. And now it's a three room recharge. Yeah. So it's a little, uh, it's a little more balanced. A lot of people don't seem to like it. I, I think mm. that the happier medium would have been two rooms, personally, uh, because like this is her only method of attack. Um, she can't cry like normal, and you've got to like, and, and you know, like with your familiars lining up behind you and following your movements, you've got to change how you aim drastically uh, in this game. You know, like and and like effects that, like there's a a new item called the tractor beam, which which just always locks your tears into a lane, and it's wherever you're looking. So like, if you fire tears to the right and then look up, the tears will start moving up. Oh wow! In, in, uh, wow. <laughs> but but for some reason that doesn't work with oh. her. So like using her can be a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah. Do like normal tier items apply to her for well, first familiar? Yeah. Okay. So you could get like so like if you grab brimstone, like her familiar will have a brimstone, and you can get that, and then you're like, oh look, I've got double brimstone now. Or you can Ooh. get like or you can get like triple shots, things like that. Double uh, brimstone. Double brimstone with quad shot. Because. Uh, at first, it sounded like the Lost, where ninety percent of the items just aren't going to do anything. Yeah, I don't. If, if they're tier effects that didn't apply to that familiar, that's good though. Yeah, I don't like. I haven't got a lot of experience with her yet, mostly because I just haven't had very good um, luck with her yet, and mostly because I'm still trying to wrap my head around aiming that way. Because it's not, you know, I've played all of these hours of the Binding of Isaac shooting in one very specific way, so trying to wrap your head around only firing from familiars. It's rather difficult. Um, there are ten new challenges, um, and they range from "Oh wow, I need all the luck in the world" uh, to "Oh wow, that's kind of fun and really an interesting uh, spin on how you play this game." Uh, I think my favorite one right now is brains, um, and I won't spoil what that one is. I'll just say that I <laughs> bet Northern Lion will love it. Uh, if you know anything about the kind of items that he likes, or a very specific item that always a very seems... specific item everybody loves. Yeah, I like it. I use it all the time. I saw this one LP. It was like some guy playing it for the first time, and he was just like, "I keep dying because of this goddamn brain." <laughs> Bob's brain. It's it's a re like it's 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 a bomb that you shoot across the room, and it's very particular at times. Uh, because it doesn't seem li- like it seems you need to be in a room for like two seconds or so before it'll fire, um, and like after it blows up, it returns like ten seconds or so later. Uh, and if you're unfortunate to be firing at enemies and they're up in your grill, you're going to end up bombing yourself. Yeah, it basically an item that can do a lot of damage to you. Yeah, so it's very. So- Unfortunate for inexperienced players. Yeah, yeah. I use it, like, anytime it pops up, like, that's my jam. I roll with it. Would you buy it in a devil deal room? Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. There are way better things I could get in a devil deal room. I don't think having Bob's brain is worth one heart. Have you seen that? I think it shows up in there now. I think that that might be because they were using the new chaos item. Oh. Uh, The chaos item, like, it, it, it basically just mixes up all the item pools. Oh, wow. So you could okay. basically just be finding Devil Deal items, just pop out of random chests and shit. It's oh. kind of crazy and kind of fun to always use it. Godhead. 
got yeah yeah i ended up getting uh like uh uh sacred heart i ended up getting that on just like um um um, um one of the normal lock chests at one point when i picked up chaos so wow uh, but but anyway, there's like uh, some new uh, stage variants. There's like a burning basement, and like these are mostly kind of just to add flavor. But they also kind of screw with your vision as well because the burning basement has this layer of smoke over it that like kind of changes from room to room and messes with your visibility. Um, streamers don't like it because you know it messes with your bit rate a bit. Oh um, yeah. But uh, I think it's a really cool effect. I like it. Um, and What's What's the new effect for the third level? Uh, dank. Dank? The oh, dank geez. depths. Huh. And I, I don't <laughs> think it's really all that interesting. There's, like, a, the scarred womb. That one's creepy as fuck looking. Yeah, I, that one just squicked me out of it. Um, there's, like, a new level, a couple of new end bosses. Okay, uh, I don't want to hear about those, though. And um, <laughs> daily challenges are in. Oh, um, man, I want to play the PC version now. Yeah, uh, daily challenges are cool. It's kind of exactly what it sounds like. You know, it's a preceded run where everybody gets the same character and same starting items, and you just basically go and try to have the best run you can. Um, it's spelunky. It's spelunky, uh, and it's really get, cool. Get a million gold. It's it's basically like the leaderboards are fucked. Uh, like, don't even bother. Just like you, you. As soon as I get a result, I just hit E twice to move over to see what my friends' scores are because that's that. That's really, I think, the main conceit for leaderboards. Anyways, you want to see how you did against your friends. Yeah. So that's basically all that I use it for, and I'm I'm doing pr- pretty consistently well against most that people. That sucks, though. Just you probably just see people with like nine 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 nine. Yeah. Right away. Yeah, and then like they like it'll tell you what level you ended on, and like some people are just like, oh, I I played up to level one hundred and twenty-seven. It's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, what are you proving? Like, I don't get it. Like, I I don't get what you're like. What people get? Like, if you're a fucking leaderboard hacker, what do you get out of it? Like, what's the point? Everybody knows it's cheated. Who fucking cares? Yeah, it's like, oh boy, I got Steam banned. Woo. And it's not even a it's not even a VAC bannable offense. I don't think um, they're talking about trying to blacklist people uh, from the leaderboards, but I don't know. Like again, it's Nicholas. I don't know how far they'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's really stupid because like that's the kind of shit that got Super Meat World turned off. Yeah, yeah. They it, like kept it, ha- hacking that level editor, and he was just like, "Fine, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, piss like, off. Yeah. So it's just like, like, I don't get what anybody gets out of that kind of bullshit. Um, and the last big change, or may, really addition, is greed mode. Oh, yeah. Greed mode thing. is really cool. Um, it is, um, it, it's a mode where you start out in a big room. It's kind of basically just an arena. Um, and you press a button in the middle of the room, and that will, you know, like, spawn a few coins on the ground. And, and also, it'll start waves of enemies. Um, from that particular uh, level that you're on. So it's just like, oh, hey, look, here's some spiders and here's some heads that are stationary and spit at you. And um, and a timer will start ticking down. And every time that timer ticks down, another wave spawns in. And you have to do that eight times before... Um, you have to do that eight times before um, the waves will stop. Uh, but you can also sacrifice half a heart and cry uncle. Uh, in the middle of uh, any set of eight waves, uh, if you want to uh, 
like check out the side rooms, go to a shop. There's like, like every floor has a shop that you can go into that has a various smattering of items. Sometimes there's a machine in there that you can pay a few coins to that will let you re-roll what's in the shop. Um, so this mode is basically all about survival and managing your money. Uh, and it's basically like a fast track to being overpowered as shit. Uh, because you're you're in control of your entire run from top to bottom. Uh, the a, hard the hardest part of greed mode is getting started. I have a question. What's up? It's like, do you have to complete all eight waves? Yes. Okay, so like, if you cry uncle after wave five, you have to go back and do the last three. Yeah, you have to go back into the last three, and you also have to do two boss waves. Okay. So it's just like you press the button. Like it'll stop after eight waves, and you can go, you know, to the store or whatever. Um, I should also mention that every time you start a floor, you all, there's also a white door you can go through that's just a free item. No problem. You can just go in and take it. There's a locked door. There's uh, a store. And then there's a cursed room you can go into uh, that will damage you going in and coming out of it. But there might be something in there. Um, so after that, so after the initial eight waves, you press the button again and you get a boss and a timer. And if the timer, you know dips all the way down, the other boss will spawn in. And then there and then there finally there's a guaranteed devil deal button where you press the button again, you fight another boss or bosses and a, an angel or devil room will spawn. Just guaranteed. Does starting the button injure you? No. Okay. It's just if you cry uncle and you have to stop, you have to sacrifice half a heart to do it. Cool. So yeah, that's I think that it's just a really fucking substantial um, expansion of the game. Uh, it adds so much more to a game that I already love. Um, having just absolute like I played the game for six hours yesterday, <laughs> and that's a lot of fucking Binding of Isaac. If you don't know, in a row. Yeah, I did not stop. Like I think I finished Greed Mode with like four or five characters. Um, oh, you got that lost clear. No, no. <laughs> that one's... I, I dread trying to do greed mode as the lost. It's going to be such a pain. Holy Mantle, five cents. Hope. Hope. Hope that you can get Holy Mantle out of <laughs> out of one of the pools that spawn there. Because I haven't seen Holy Mantle in greed mode yet. Oh, dear. I have seen nine lives, though, so... So I bet the lost can actually cry uncle. Oh, God! <laughs> yeah, you take damage pressing the button. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another change they added was um, if you're in a room with multiple waves or if you're in what they consider a big room, which is like a one by two or a two by two room, you will get um, like when you finish the room and you have a special item that requires a number of charges to use, you'll get an appropriate number of charges for it. So, like, if you finish a big room, you'll get two charges instead of one. If, you fin- if you're in, like, a multiple-wave room, you'll get, like, uh, you'll get a charge for every wave that you've done. So that actually makes a lot of oh, items wow. a lot more powerful. That's really crazy for Boss Rush. Yeah, yeah, you're constantly getting upgrades. Like, you can like, use Shoop to Whoop, like, three times now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but it, it just I think that they, they've made a lot of really smart additions and subtle tweaks and it's just you know it's the binding of isaac i love and more of it and i'm super super goddamn happy with it so far uh don't be surprised if you see this game uh again at the end of the year just saying it'll it'll probably be on my list somewhere i'm really think it's 
I can just p- pick up um, Binding of Isaac Rebirth, and it's not going to mess up, and it's not going to be all confusing because of this expansion, right? Not but, at all. Not at cool. all. Is all the added content going to show up automatically, or is it something I download separately? You have to get Afterbirth in order to get uh, the added content. Okay, cool. So it's and it's, like, oh, is it paid? The Binding of Isaac Rebirth is the game that was released last year in full. And that's a- what I own. Yeah, yeah, Afterbirth is a paid expansion. Awesome. Okay, cool. So I just I can play a bunch of the base game and then oh, get yeah. that. You, you saw, oh, yeah. I mean, you saw how much time I got out of just the base game itself. You know, like, that's, you know, like, I, I don't know what my Steam time playing the game in the last two weeks is, but that's basically all the time I've spent playing Afterbirth so far. Mm-hmm. Um, goddamn, what a good game, though. Just a fantastic. So, so Polly, yeah. when, you said, when you said this game it might be on your game of the year list. Mm-hmm. Would you say it might be number one oh nine? Fuck off! <laughs> it's it's going to be one or nine. It's going to be one or nine. God damn it! Yeah, there's there, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with the game right now, and the devs are being real shifty about like weird number iconography. The entire expansion is centered around greed itself, so like all, money and things like that play a big role in a lot of the secrets we're dealing with right now even the price of the game itself on steam yes even the price of the game it's it's it, that's so fucking crazy um we, the, we it's funny because we thought the thing was that it was discounted to 666 for the promotion yeah but the real secret is that the full price is 1009 yeah that's, this is that's, that's my fucking clever so it's just like I don't know like what they're still doing with this game or if they're just, you know, try or if they're just being like Ed Boon and trying to make it seem like there's more there than there actually is. And like I'm not paying much attention to that shit right now. I'm not letting myself get too wrapped up in it. I'm just playing and enjoying the game for what it is and I'm having a goddamn good time doing it. They're trolling so Ooh. hard. They are. They are. They're And they know that they can because of just the very mysterious nature of the game. Yeah. And data miners, like, they've come up with bits and pieces of things, but, like, nothing that's really conclusive. That's so interesting. And, like, with the they did a patch a few days ago, right? This was the patch that I was talking about that happened 109 hours after release. There's your number 109 again. <laughs> um, and, like, on my item screen, under my unlocks... Like, a lot of weird things have started appearing. Like, uh, there's a, the money equals power item... Uh, just has like in the bottom corner of the screen it just has a where are you written it's like what and then there's like um items that are like the quarter the dollar the three dollar bill they have multipliers beside them down there and it's just like in this weird fuzzy font that looks glitched out but you don't know if that's a bug or if they're fucking with us somehow (laughs) it definitely doesn't sound like a bug it is very weird, and it's just, like, I can't wait to see, like, just where else all of this goes, and, I can, you know, like, I'm having a great time unearthing all of this stuff on my own. I'm not worrying about, like, what people are posting. I'm just having a good time playing this goddamn good game uh, even more. <laughs> I can't wait for Rhett to get a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, PS4 version when, and don't be broken on launch. It will be. You'll import, I know. I you'll, know. <laughs> you'll import your save and, like, You'll lose real Platinum God status somehow. Oh, God. That's the thing. Like, I'm really scared on P- PS4 because you don't have as direct management over your files. Yeah. So it's, it's like... Because, like, if you had truly lost your file, like, you could have just downloaded somebody's Yeah, I could have easily old. downloaded a 100% completed file, and I wouldn't have felt bad about it because... No, I put you it, earned it. Yeah, yeah, I earned that shit. 
But if I lose it on PS4, it's like, oh, you fucked. Yeah, you're you're done. It's a really a bummer. And like okay. with Nickel and with Nicholas, like I just I fear the, for <laughs> yeah. that game. And it's like, like I just want to buy it on launch and then not actually play it for a day. Yeah, just see like what's going on. Just keep an eye on NeoGaf and the Reddit, all that fun yeah. shit. Um, I, I figured out the ending though. You got to get to the end of greed mode. Uh huh. At one oh nine a.m. <laughs> Then open the console and type no clip. Right. Go, go through the top wall and you have to destroy Edmund's head. Actually, Nor- Northern Lion seems to think that it has something to do with finding a picture of Edmund's balls. There'll just be a picture of Edmund's balls at the end. That's it. Just, it'll be Edmund's balls. <laughs> I, I saw something on the Reddit about Greed's butt. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a super boss thing. I won't ruin it for you. Okay. I'll just say that somebody's got a very nice butt. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's that's the Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Rhett, do we got any more news? Can I just finish this Batman story? Yeah, go for it. The Steam post that is so funny. We are very sorry to that many of our customers continue to be unhappy with the PC version of Batman Arkham Knight. We work hard to get the game to live up to the standard user, <laughs> but understand that many of you are still experiencing issues. Until the end of 2015, we'll be, we will be offering a full refund on Batman Arkham Knight PC, regardless of how long you've played the product. Yep. You can also return the season pass along with the main game, but not separately. <laughs> For those of you that hold on to the game, we are going to continue ad- to address the issues that we can fix, and this is the big one, and talk to you about the issues that we cannot fix. You know what, you know what they say about Warner Brothers games, right? If it's a game by Warner Brothers, you should warn a brother first. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter the other day. I that's, thought that was that's, very funny. That's a pretty good one. I think people were speculating that it has something to do with Unreal Engine 3 just not being yeah. able to handle as much memory as the game uses. Yeah. It's, that's, it's just so weird that like a, a game is just so busted that the dev just throws up their hands like, fuck it. We cannot <laughs> I fix can't. it. We literally cannot. Even if we called Cliffy B, it'd be like, dog, how do I work your engine? He's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, he'd be like fucking ported to Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. There you go. And, they're just, and they're just like, uh, nah, it didn't sell that well. Yeah. Which is a shame because, I, I mean, I've heard, uh, like, I've got friends that I know that have enjoyed that game, you know, on the console. And it was it seemed pretty all right there. Yeah. It seemed like it was the lead platform. Huh. Imagine that. Anything and else? Final news story is that um, the EFF and ESA butted heads, and there was a thing about digital millennium copyright. Basically, single-player games with dead authentication servers are now ruled DMCA exempt. That's really good. Like, That's really cool. That is huge for game preservation. It's something that we don't pay enough attention to. I'm a huge mm-hmm. advocate for preserving this medium and everything that ever happens in it, like even the garbagest of the garbage I want to have preserved. How are we going to play WiiWare games? Oh, ouch. Yeah. Like those DSI exclusives. I like lost wins. <laughs> wow. But yeah, this is just really huge uh, for I game think... preservation. And um, I think that this is eventually stretching to online games that required authentication as well. Isn't it? I think it was specifically online stuff doesn't count. Okay. Like, it has to be 
single-player stuff only. So something like an Assassin's Creed game that required a constant online connection. If yeah. those authentication servers died, I could go get a crack, and I'm I'm still good. Yeah. Okay. I, this might actually apply really soon if they shut down games for Windows Live. Yeah. Because Capcom has a bunch of stuff that they just never fixed. Like, and they're well, not going to. Oh, they're, they're so obviously not going to because, like, they'll have, like, Lost Planet sale and then just not put Lost Planet 2 on sale. Yeah. Because they don't want to port that one over. Yeah. And I think one of, some of the Dead Rising releases might also have games for Windows Live still. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think this isn't Capcom, but I think Bulletstorm was yeah, still fucked. still fucked, yeah. So this is a cool ruling. That's, that's a bummer because Bulletstorm's really cool. Yeah. It does seem like Microsoft heard the backlash about shutting that stuff down, though. Yeah. And delayed it. And I think that they're just like, we'll we'll put this server over in a closet somewhere, <laughs> and it'll do its authentication thing, and we'll just not worry about it. Because the bandwidth it eats up, not a it big It must deal. be tiny for games that old anyways. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's just like, why fucking, like, why would you take it down if it's not really all that much of a detriment to you? Especially if you're someone like goddamn Microsoft. Yeah. When your whole business is, look at our cloud servers. By the way, we can't keep up this cloud server-based problem that we've got. <laughs> so you said that's the end of news. That's the end of news. Well, I guess it's time to roll into questions. Do we got any questions? <laughs> uh, Sayara writes in, who is your nep-nep wifey? Uh, well, I, this probably goes all the way back to the PS3 game, IF. I've always just really adored her character design, and I adored her as a character because I love her attitude and her just like the way she's completely just on board with everything that's absurd. But it's just like she is the straight man in a way that yeah, she's still very funny about it. Yeah, she's she, definitely she stands out among the crowd, which is increasingly large. Yeah, for a character that is basically fairly normal. Like, yeah. she, she's basically, that, like, you're the closest you're going to get to, quote-unquote, a human character in that series. She still manages to stand out amongst all of these very fantastical elements. As, as, she, she stands out because she's normal, where yeah. everyone else is just so anime and gimmicky and over-the-top. Yeah. I, I love that um, in, in uh, Rebirth 2, it, it, it's, it's revealed that if she doesn't have her cell phone, she turns oh, yeah. into a gigantic baby. <laughs> <laughs> Very realistic. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Rhett? Mm, Who's your nep-nep wifey? Mm, do I have to pick just one? Gotta pick just one. I really like Blanc. Really? <laughs> yeah, she's cool. Actually, she kind of, like, yeah. Like, if I'm thinking about Rhett archetypes here. Yeah. <laughs> blonde, blonde is pretty spot on uh, for what for what Rhett likes. I mean, I really like mages too. Yeah, mages dot o. Mage mages dot. Uh, John, nep yeah. nep, <laughs> nep nep wifey, nep nep wifey. Who's your nep nep wifey? He doesn't know her name. I'm sorry. Anna says the stompy one, right? Yeah, like, you like Plutia. Yeah, no, but specifically Iris Heart. Iris Heart, yes, she's a great character. She would. He, he's like, don't say the lowly. Don't say the lowly, don't say the lowly, don't say the lowly. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Just, like, if she would just stay transformed the whole time. Oh, and I forgot to mention, but, like, Rebirth 3 is hella more gay than Rebirth Yay. 2. 
So this one's basically just the best in the series. I, it's super gay. <laughs> water slide, my man. Fucking oh my god! That water slide line that we saw on stream last night. Holy shit! No, she's just got smooth skin. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's clearly all it is. No. <laughs> she's just gonna like. I love that she's just totally unabashed. It's like I'm gonna take you home and rub all up on your body. It's like, well, okay then. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> Purple Heart's cute. Yes. Not the Loli. No, no, not the Loli. <laughs> <laughs> Though Neptune is adorable. And yeah, I, she's a great character. And I want I want D-pad hair clips. <laughs> and I want her hoodie, too. That hoodie's really badass. They should sell that stuff. They really should. Like, I would totally, I would totally buy and wear D-pad hair clips. If somebody out there wants to make me some D-pad hair clips... She yeah. wants the D, you guys. I want the D. <laughs> Come and give me the D. Give me it all. I'll pay you for the D. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Freezing Inferno writes in, how do you feel about the term rewarding when it comes to describing over... to describe overcoming difficult video game challenges? Mm, I'm not sure. That, like, like, yeah, I use that word a lot. I, like, if I look back at reviews i've written of difficult games i do think that like there is sort of like a, you know rewarding and not really like a tangible sense of like oh i got a thing but it's just like i think that the feeling you get for overcoming a really difficult challenge or for figuring things out in a game like dark souls or something that's rewarding you feel good yeah. like you know personal achievements feel really good and i think that that feeling you get is a really cool damn reward yeah, I don't have a problem with it because when I read this, I just think of like the Anna Orlando Archers and then Ornstein Smoke, like Dark Souls. You felt good when you got past that. Like shit. when I did Ornstein and Smo at level one. Oh my god, I, I can't believe you did that. I was shaking. I had to stop playing because I was shaking. It felt so good. Yeah, I know that feeling from when I've done like the extra stages in Toho, and it's just like. That when shit get, is insanity. When you get the last attack and you're just like shaking the controller, like and like those last attacks are almost universally weighted out <laughs> attacks yeah. where you've got to survive for like a minute and a half and you, like your attacks do nothing. Yeah, they're all timed out shit. But yeah, it's just if that's your thing, like learning a stage that's a half an hour long and you can't make any mistakes, it it's like a rewarding skill that you learned. Yeah. It's just not practical for anything else, but it yeah. feels good. But it still feels good. I mean, you know, it's just not everything like, like, like rewarding doesn't necessarily only have to apply to things that you get or, or just achieving big life goals. I think that video games in their own way are very rewarding. I think that they are the little achievements that we have along the way toward, you know, like our bigger life goals. Like it you got to keep yourself motivated. You still got like, you can't go years and years without having some kind of rewarding feeling, you know? I'm really enjoying just listening to y'all talk about this. Cause it's really interesting. And to me, since this is something I kind of think oh. about a lot, well, what you are know? your thoughts on this, John? Um, for me, I'm kind of thinking less about difficulty as like a challenge, I guess, and more about a way of, um, encouraging me to have a closer relationship with the world or a story or a place, you know? Right. Like, that's kind of the my thing with Dark Souls is that the difficulty always feels like it's in place just to make my relationship with this world more intimate. Yeah, 
and and I think that with the, like the harsh, abrasive, and oppressive environments of a Dark Souls game, those challenges are rewarding because they fit thematically with this like unforgiving world mm-hmm. that you're in. You know, mm-hmm. this world is just bearing down on you that is so oppressively dark and, you know, there's no light anywhere. Having, like, those very difficult... The light that is there is a lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's just leading to more pain. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that's a really cool way of looking at it. And I don't think that using the word reward in any way as it relates to difficulty or how mm. you tie it to a video game. I don't think that that's wrong. I think that's Because really creating awesome. a more intimate relationship with the world is rewarding. Exactly. <laughs> I played, I replayed my game Fugitive since I'd been like a little disillusioned with it because I showed it to Austin and he was like, hmm. And, and I was like, oh, oh man, you're right. But we know Austin opinions anyway. So so at least Austin opinions. Uh, but Austin like hates Dark Souls and actually a lot of the reasons why he hates Dark Souls were like kind of overlapping. <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute. And then I played Fugitive again. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I really like this. And a big part of that game is the challenge, I think, and um, the difficulty of navigating the situations in it. And it was just going back through it and kind of liking it again was making me think a lot about difficulty and what I liked, what, how it um, affects my relationship with games, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think video games are kind of this, I mean, obviously are a form of escapism. So it's like you can have your small kind of meaningless victory, but it makes you feel good anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at the end of Hunters, it's like, yeah, you did it. <laughs> You're exactly. riding off into the sunset now. You're the best. Yeah. And then press space to win is like a total lampshade of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. You saved the day. Press space. Press space. <laughs> but people love that game, even though it's not difficult. I really want to replay. I really want to replay Hunters and just think about it some more because I had a really, really nice time with that game. And I remember, especially just in that last world where every screen was just like gave me so much kind of meat to chew on, like of how to navigate this area. You know? Yeah, it's just like they, like every screen is something way different in that final uh, area. It's so good. It just feels so meticulous. Yep. Because it was. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Any other questions? Um, Raquel says, any games you want to see turned into a movie? As a the kid, one. I always was really excited about the idea that there could be a Chrono Trigger movie. <laughs> hey. oh, you, well, you got the Chrono Trigger anime now. Yeah, dog. Here you go. <laughs> it's only I mean, 15 minutes long and it doesn't have I've, anything. Characters. I've never actually even seen it. It's not very good. <laughs> it's no, it's, kind of... it's pretty bad. It's basically just promotional uh-huh. stuff. It's not very good. Yeah. Can I just can I just say what I just saw on Twitter right now? Because sure. I have the, I have it open to look at the questions. Yeah. United States trends. Hashtag Black Ops Three. But then below it, it says promoted by Mountain Dew. Oh my god! Like oh just my! The most fucking perfect bullshit. Wow. Gamer culture. I think oh my, my first instinct for a game into a movie was The Last of Us, which I think they're actually doing anyways. Yeah, like, I think, like, like even, like, Uncharted would work really well. I mean, Uncharted is, is so derivative of stuff like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's not a lot 
I want to see because I don't know. I think games do what they do already, and I think that that interaction makes you connect with them in a very yeah. special way that just watching as a passive observer doesn't help. Like in The Last of Us, I, I genuinely was on the edge of my seat a lot in a lot of encounters due to how I was playing the game and not rolling back to mm-hmm. save. And this is like, you know, if I wasted those materials, I just don't have them for the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah. And you but don't th- get that from a movie. You don't, but I think The Last of Us is, like, close enough to, like, a drama. Yeah. It, like, and that there's enough work. of a story that it could work. Yeah. Whereas something like Dark Souls no. would be, like, three hours of silence. It wouldn't work. Yeah, but they're still going on with that fucking World of Warcraft movie. They announced, oh my God. They announced casting the day at BlizzCon. I was like, what the fuck? I don't even... Yeah. That's... Man. I think a, I think a more interesting thing for a lot of the games I like would just be, what would, what would a 26-episode anime adaptation of this look like? There, There's a Nep-Nep anime. Yeah. That's... Okay, that's a... Mm-hmm. And it's like, despite how much I really love Neptunia, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that anime. I've heard it's really bad. I, I have it downloaded, just just <laughs> in case. I remember I remember hearing that like the first couple of episodes were really oh. gross, and it was just like, great. Yeah, I mean, they, it's just like, yeah. I watched the first two episodes before I ever played any of the games a couple of years ago, and yeah, they're actually really gross. I forgot about and that. And it's just like, the games toy around with the idea of satirizing that kind of thing whereas the anime feels like it's wallowing in it like it's mm-hmm. wallowing in everything that the games were making fun of mm-hmm. yeah the f- the first episode is a bunch of dogus having their way oh God. the girls no 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 <laughs> but, the, but then i saw a clip from a later episode it's actually really funny where they're going to us they're going to a beach of course uh, of course <laughs> but then this machine is like you have to be 18 to enter and then it, it won't <laughs> It won't let Blanc in because she's too flat-chested. <laughs> that's pretty good. See, I think that's pretty good. And then she pulls out an axe and smashes it. <laughs> we'll watch it together. Oh, God. And we'll talk on okay. Skype, and it'll be really uncomfortable. I, I, If I'm going to make you watch one anime, it sure as fuck not, not going to be that. that. Like, no. that's just wasting a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any more questions? Uh, Raquel asks, "When are you buying me the Neptunia games?" When are you okay, Rhett? When are you buying Raquel the Neptunia games? I didn't even buy Rebirth three yet. Yeah, he's got to buy Rebirth three for myself. For himself. And the sales ascended. And the sales. Can someone buy ascended. me Reketeer? Yeah, somebody buy John Reketeer. I want to play that. It looks really cute. It's cute. It's that. cute, but it's cute, but it's grindy. Oh, okay. I don't. Oh, Chantilly's good. I don't know. I was just thinking a lot about like the weird PC. Oh. Japanese do you like? Do you like a cool little interesting PS One style games like Chantilly's? Is pretty all right. Cool. It's yeah, pretty hard. Is... It's pretty hard though. Oh really? Cool. Yeah. That game good. really does feel like it fell out of a PS One. Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly what they were going for though. Like the I... way the sprites animated everything, the way the controls work, like it really feels like it, it was a genuine article. Yeah. That game's neat, but it's also kinda hard to play after Reketeer. Yeah, and it's also kinda hard to play like you know, like just from having played a lot of modern games. Like it doesn't have a lot of those conveniences yeah, that's either. True. Mm-hmm. And, like, the camera can be a little wonky at times and things like that. 
It's a good game, though. It's neat, yeah. Yeah. I really liked uh, the third game that Carpe Fulger did. I forget, um, what, I forget what that's called now. Shit. Fairy Poop? No. that's It's not called Fairy Poop. Who would <laughs> name their game Fairy Poop? Edmund McMillan would probably name a game Fairy Poop. That's a... Anna, we should name a game Fairy Poop. <laughs> right? I'm on and board, and I want, I want to contribute to this. Fairy Poop, the game? Yeah, I want to contribute. The game of the movie, officially? Yeah. That, that'll that actually be that, like, the game, like, Fairy Poop, colon, the game of the movie. The official. <laughs> no. Oh. The game for- of the movie, comma, officially. Yes. <laughs> Write that down. Right. We're using that. We're using Excellent. that. Okay, Rhett? It was actually Fortune Summoners. Fortune Summoners. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah. That really was good like game. Number- Number three on my list last year. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought that for some reason I was like, oh, that's the one that no one likes is the third. No, I'm sure it's the one no one likes, but I really, really liked it. Okay, I'll check out that one out too. Because it's not by the developers of Reketeer or Chantilly's. No, it's... um, um, It's just like this one guy indie studio. It's kind of like Pupful Mail, isn't it? It, it's kind of like that, but really heavy in the movement. Yeah, yeah. Like, you swing your sword, and you can't move while doing that. It's almost... People can actually compare it to Dark Souls, of all things. Of course they do. That's really any, funny. Because any game where you have to wait for an animation to finish is Dark Souls-inspired, because Dark Souls invented that. <laughs> but it is really heavy, the way you move, because, like, you're this tiny little anime girl swinging yeah. a sword, and it actually kind of feels like that. That's really cool. So... There's a lot of cool games and not enough time. Yeah, yeah. So I really so, want to play Popful Mail. It's like really the good. Sega CD game. I, I really like in. that game. I like that game a lot. Cool. Um, but yeah, Red will get around to buying you that after he buys all the stuff that he wants. Cool. <laughs> he promises you. Yeah, right after I buy that Wii U. Yeah, he's gonna buy that Wii U too. So you know, you might want to find a, a few games to get into while he uh, you know gets on that, but. <laughs> Rest assured, you know, when those, you know, all that other stuff gets taken care of, boom. I'm pretty sure I just want to play um, Neptunia and Binding of Isaac. He's he's got your back, baby. Don't worry about it. And yes, I believe you should play Neptunia and the Binding of Isaac. They're they're very similar games. Yeah, very similar. Uh, I I started Trails in the Sky first chapter. Oh, did you? So we'll see See how how that goes. I only got like half an hour in like, oh, right, into right. combat yet. One of those, just kind of like, play it, make sure it works, and get a general yeah. gist of what you're getting into. The second chapter or the first? Did you ever play the first one? I never. No, the first chapter. See, I'm waiting to oh, play okay. those games because I like, I have a weird John feeling, and that like, I already know I like them. And I, <laughs> I want to have the time to just enjoy that game, and that is the only game I want to be playing at that time. So I don't know why. I've just always felt that way about uh, the first game, and I'd followed cool. the, the development of the translation of the second game, you know, on and now off that it's over out, the years. it's like, oh, I can actually play. Yeah, this now. now I can, you know, like so now, you know, I'm probably gonna, you know, hope that the first one goes on sale or something during a Christmas sale or something. Grab that, kick off the new year with it or something. Yeah, I think tail or sales of the first game definitely got significantly boosted by the second existing. Now. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like Which makes a lot of sense and is really neat. Yeah. Because apparently it ends on a big cliffhanger. Yep. And so did it actually come out on PSP like in 2007 or so? I think so, yeah. Oh my god, people have been waiting a long time. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Jeepers. Yeah, speaking of uh, 
Trails in the Sky, Kotaku did a news story detailing the history of that shit. And it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is depressing and scary and ultimately triumphant. But man, man, there's just like taking on a project of that size. With like three people. Yeah. Like that was a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe put some undue pressure on themselves there that they probably could have thought out a bit more. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'd forgotten how crazy that was because Carpe Fulger, like, did those first three games relatively close together. Yeah. And then they were just like, okay, we're working on a fourth game. And then, like, three years later, we're not working on that fourth game anymore. And you're just like, what? What? (laughs) And then, like, two more years later, oh, it's finally out. Yeah, that's... It's good story. Go to Kotaku and look that up. It's a really good story. And then go read their Undertale review. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually really good. (laughs) I I cried at the end of that review, if that says anything about how good that review was. Like, that was really unexpected. Yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) There still have been at least like two more times where I was driving to school in the morning and been kind of tired and then played Undertale music and cried. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this part of the song played at this part of the game too. And then I realized, and then, oh, that's, there's the tears. <laughs> Next question. Oh, that, that, that was it. We're that done. was it? All and right. That's tired and had to go to bed. So with that. At least- we're going to wrap things up. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for joining us. I want to remind you again that next week we will be doing our little Undertale spoiler cast. So if you've played that game, maybe uh, shoot us a question or two. Well, like, you know, that we can answer, hopefully, to some degree of proficiency uh, about it. Um, and if you haven't played Undertale yet, go fucking do it. Do it's, it. It's really Just that do good. It. Just do it. What are those? That's a dumb reference. Don't worry. Um, And again, um, we want your top four games because (laughs) Rhett insisted. We want your top four games of 2015. Again, it doesn't matter if they came out in 2015. We're light and breezy around here. I never make my lists, you know, specific to any one year. So you can do that to yours as well. This is your world and you can make it however you want. Last year, me and John explicitly excluded... 2014 games. Yeah. You guys were idiots. You left me hanging. We're not doing that this year. I don't think we're doing that this year. Due to certain games. So, so, uh, you know, now's the time to start thinking about your end of the year list. Uh, You know, there's no rush to get it in. We don't know when we're doing the episode yet, but now's a good time to start thinking about it. Start thinking. Take a couple hours. Replay Polyclicker. Yeah. Replay Polyclicker, you know. Just pre-play Polyclicker. You think don't really we, need to think much else. Yeah, don't think at all. Just like write Polyclicker and then write <laughs> and then write my butt hurts. <laughs> um, and send those off to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. And if you've got any other questions, send them to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net or at under or, or at SMPS underscore updates on Twitter. John Thire, where are we looking for you at? Farwaytimes.com. Whoa. Red, where are we looking for you? Twitch.tv slash Eric Storystick. <laughs> it's requisite at this point. Well, well other than uh, Twitch.tv slash oh. Eric's Joystick, where else would we find you? I keep saying in3.tumblr.com, but nobody follows me there, so whatever. I follow you. 
Oh. I know, but I'm saying I've been stuck at like 12 followers for like three months now. What are you fuckers out there doing? You're not following Red on Tumblr. That's what you're not doing. Go do it. You hear how ah. upset he is? I'm, I'm fine with it. He's not really fine with it. You should see the stuff he says in text chat. Like he's, <laughs> he's like you should see like well, the sad you face. See the shit you said in fucking Neptunia Street. I said nothing. I said that was all Samurai Karazu. That wasn't Where, me. Where's the archive? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know what an archive is. I ate it. It's up your butt, boy. That's what I said. So yeah. And I'd just like to take a moment to thank you for letting us into your home today. You know, there's a whole wonderful world of video games out there to talk about, and shoot, we're just sure glad you let us do it for you every couple weeks. So, from all of us here to all of you out there, happy podcasting, and God bless, my friend.